the WLEW Sports Network presents the Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services. Blink once and just like that, it's over. It's the final week of the regular season and it's one final tune-up before the MHSA playoffs. Good evening, folks, and welcome to one final game before the road to Ford Field begins and it's Vassar at Harbor Beach. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional, even has license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Uh, always good to be here in Harbor Beach one last time. Maybe we'll see what the playoffs bring us next week, but uh, that's what we're looking forward to most. Playoff positioning, it'll happen this weekend, and then we can uh, further on this season. The regular season began two months ago, and every team had the same end goal to make the playoffs. Now, nine weeks later, those hopes and dreams are at a breaking point. For Harbor Beach, they securely are in the playoff field. For Vassar, they're currently on the outside looking in by just one spot in Division 8. Absolutely. So for Vassar, this game means everything. It's win and you're in. For Harbor Beach, it is a must to go out with some momentum on their side because their district could be as tough as anybody's. Vassar began the season winning three of their first four games, their best start in eight seasons. But then the Vulcans dropped three straight before finally getting a win against Marlette just a week ago. Now Vassar needs a win if they want to extend their plans beyond tonight. No question about it. Again, this game couldn't mean any more to them than it does anybody else. But in HB, doesn't get a whole lot tougher of places to play. It'll be a tall task. Harbor Beach, on the other hand, has just one blemish on their record to go along with seven victories. With its win tonight, the Pirates improve greatly their chances for a first-round home game. They enter tonight, riding a four-game win streak in their best season since 2019. Yeah, we all know that one blemish came to what right now is the number one rated team in division eight so and obviously they're going to be in the same district with them so a home game for them would be one more week of preparation to get ready for them before we kick off tonight's game of the regular season the final one we host our media round table discuss other area games and break down the game of the week vassar and harbor beach it's all right here on your home for high school football the wlw sports network Presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services. DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Got a radiator and air conditioning of Bad Axe. Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Harbor Beach True Value, Albert Insurance Agency, All Seasons Sales and Service, Harbor Beach Community Schools, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast and copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. Well, it is the final night of the regular season, and we find ourselves in Harbor Beach, Michigan, and a field that we have witnessed plenty of playoff games over the last dozen years. 
Some include when the Pirates beat the other Pirates of Puamo, Westphalia, which was pretty much the last loss PW suffered in the next five years or so. Also defeating Waterford, Our Lady of Lakes, and then Morency on the frozen tundra of the 2014 postseason, when the field looked more reminiscent of the 1967 Ice Bowl at Lambeau Field. Fast forward eight years and all the emotions are still the same for every fan base across America. It's the time of the year when every town comes together to cheer on their hometown. And if your team's run ends somewhere along the road to Ford Field, don't worry. You can jump on the thumb bandwagon and cheer on whatever team makes it to the state semifinals and finals. Personally, it's one of the coolest things that you'll witness when regardless of the rivalries, regardless of the teams, everyone joins forces and supports their fellow thumb team. Good evening, folks, to week number nine. Selection Sunday is just 48 hours to tonight, and it's one of the best times of the year, and we're wearing short sleeves and to boot. My name is Clark Ramsey, and to the right of me for the last 11 years would be Dave Hanson. Yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen some classic battles here. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned some great ones, but what comes to mind is that triple overtime game against Ubley. Oh, uh, yes. Probably one of the best games we've seen here, but yeah, some classics uh, we've seen. That's just to name a few. And our director of sports information is back for us for his 10th postseason beginning next week. And that would be Doug Cole. Doug travels all the way from Livonia, Michigan for us every single week and handles all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the entire broadcast. Doug, welcome back to Harbor Beach. Thank you, Clark. Always like uh, coming here. It's a perfect night for football. I'm uh, looking forward to a good game. It should be a good game indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, glad to have you, Doug. Good to see you again this week. And uh, let us know, how was your trip up? Where'd you stop? Trip up was nice. Always nice going up uh, M25. Uh, love uh, love seeing the lake. And I uh, stopped at Smalley's. Ah, should have known. Should have known. Yep. Pretty easy guess. <laughs> and what'd you have? I had a hamburger with uh, bacon and lettuce on it. And then with french fries on the side. And how was it? Oh, well, Smalley's. Come on. It's okay. the best. All right. Doesn't get the Doug Cole seal of approval. Every time I go there, it just gets better and better. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of excellence? More than that. Oh, 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 <laughs> okay. Good. So we have two restaurants in the Doug Cole seal of excellence category, Rachel's of Van and Smalley's of Harbor Beach. Yeah, it must be someone with a M142, I guess. I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose so. The hitching post is just off of 142. <laughs> but that's, a whole, that's a whole different story there. And the good news is another member of our team is our eye in the sky, Dan Banky, our spotter. Dan has quickly become the best in the business and allows us to be able to see into the trenches and relay the game back to our listeners in real time. Unfortunately, one of the side effects of having the best in the business is that other duties do call. Dan is out back on his nationwide tour of the Dan Banky School of Football Spotting, teaching the next generation of spotters across America. He is. Uh, hello to you, Dan, out there on the West Coast, and I'm sure he's uh, he's doing a great job uh, looking for that next protege, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll do our best without him tonight. And the good news is indeed that we have the leading student of the Dan Banky School of Football Spotting with us this evening, Kendall Anthus. As our intern, Kendall is currently attending Northwood University and learning the ropes from us this season. He'll be stepping in for Dan Banky this evening, and he even helped set up tonight. He did, yeah. That's why I wonder if he actually goes to school with how often, uh, how was, early he got here. No today, kidding. No know. kidding. But, uh, yeah, we're glad to have him, and uh, let's let him break the ice. Yeah, we, Kendall, we? welcome to On Air now tonight. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's great to be here, and, yeah, this uh, here really early today. Didn't have much besides lift this morning, so got to hit the road, get out here, got here around Two o'clock, I think, and set everything up. You were early, that's for sure. Eat. Not many people beat Clark Ramsey at the field, and I, Kendall had me by a <laughs> solid hour plus. That's what I heard. I, you, you had to check to make sure you sent him the right time. Yeah, so. no kidding. <laughs> that was good. It's a good start. And Kendall not only gets to carry the box down the stairs today, he got to carry the box up the oh, stairs as well. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the final game of the regular season. It's just the fifth time in history that Vassar and Harbor Beach have met on the gridiron. 
It's all on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight for the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. It's now time for the Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today via text message from the Huron County View, the Giselle Bunchen of the Meteor on Table, Paul P. Adams. <laughs> Taken away from football for one week here. Paul is at a, what, Bill Durham? Jeff Dunham. Jeff, uh, Jeff wow, Dunham. What, what am I thinking? Uh, Jeff Dunham. Wow, that's way off. Jeff Dunham comedy tour tonight. So he's away. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole, though, he is here. The top spotter south of Tawas, Michigan, Dan Banky, via text message, and the defending champion of the meter on table, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we will keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a meter on table winner. This season has been a two-horse race thus far between Dave Hansen and Dan Banky. Last week, Dan snagged his third victory of the season, cutting Dave Hansen's lead down to just two. Then there's Doug Cole and Paul P. Adams, who are still looking for those first wins of the season. Is it, do I have a chance to um, tie Dave? So I, there's this game and what, how many, what's the maximum playoff number of playoff games? Well, Four? Five, five. Five. Okay. Five. So I, I never know. You just got to run, <laughs> run, run the, the table. table. Start, it starts tonight, Doug. If you want to get it, you got to go now. You got to go now. Not one game at a time, one play at a time, Doug. Just yeah. remember that. Yes, sir. So how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game in the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dan won last week, he will go last. So tonight's order is Doug Cole, followed by Paul P. Adams, Dave Hansen, and then Dan Benke. Doug Cole, the tea is yours. Well, I don't know much about uh, Vassar. We haven't uh, covered them that often. I know this is a uh, big game for them, so there's going to be a uh, a lot of uh, – I mean, obviously, it's important. I, I Unfortunately for them, I got Harbor Beach winning this game pretty handily. I got them Harbor Beach winning 42-6. to six. I think uh, Keaton Buckholtz will be uh, a little too much. I think he's with one week of practice. I think he'll be ready. So a 36-point victory in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates, according to Doug Cole, our director of sports information. Like we said, Paul Adams is not here this evening, so he sent in his message and prediction earlier today, he said, since losing to Ubley in week number four, Harbor Beach has been able to find its identity on both sides of the ball. These are the words of Paul B. Adams. Last week, the Pirates turned in their best effort of the season against Bad Axe. Freshman quarterback Caden Buchholz assumed duties mid-game, and the offense did not miss a beat while providing a pair of interceptions on defense. According to Paul P. Adams, Vassar needs a win to make the playoffs, but it won't happen tonight. Paul Adams taking Harbor Beach big time. Paul Adams, Paul P. Adams taking Harbor Beach 56 nothing over the Vassar Falcons. So Paul B. Adams taking Harbor Beach by 56 points. Dave Hanson. 
Uh, like I said, I, I would like to tell everybody it's going to be a great game tonight, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be a one-sided affair. I, th- I think Harbor Beach is going to come out. I'm not worried about Caden Buchholz at all at quarterback. I thought he did a fine job uh, calling into action last week in the second quarter, and I think you're just going to see him get more and more comfortable. It's his job now, and I think you're going to see him be this quarterback for the next three seasons after this. I think he shines in the moment. This defense has learned to stop people in the trenches. I think Levi Klasky has helped put people back in the places where they need to be, and I think as they continue to grow, they will help slow down the running game, and as a passing team, they have the ability to show showcase that they can stop the pass as well. Um, I think it's a, a big victory for Harbor Beach. I like 51-6. to six. 51 to 6, so a 45 point victory in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates, according to Dave Hansen. 51 to 6, and that leaves Dan Benke and short and sweet here from his West Coast nationwide tour of football spotting. He said, Final week is here, and Harbor Beach is gearing up for another run of the playoffs. Dan Benke thinks Harbor Beach will win this one handedly and easily. He's taking Harbor Beach by 30 points. Harbor Beach 36, Vassar 6. So Harbor Beach by 30 points. So the Yanks have spoken. And all in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates, so I guess I have Vassar by default tonight. Good luck, gentlemen. We have Dan Banky on the low side, taking Harbor Beach by 30 points, 36-6. Doug Cole taking Harbor Beach by 36 points, 42-6. Dave Hansen taking Harbor Beach by 51-6 by 45 points. And Balby Adams on the high side, 56-0 in favor of the home team, the Pirates. Good luck, gentlemen. Now let's take a look at other area games going on across the region. We'll start out in eight-player football. And we had one final game last night in eight-player football. KPAC loses to Brown City in Brown City. And the Green Devils finish a regular season at 8-1 on the year. 60-6 over KPAC. Brown City after their best season since 1999. Their first winning season in six years and the six most points in the playoff division of Division One in eight-player football. It's a great story because uh, if they were in the Greater Thumb East, they would be battling for probably the fourth best spot. So it goes to show that they have a good football team. They're very senior-heavy. These kids have transitioned to eight-player very well and turned it into eight wins and nine tries and uh, wish them good luck in the playoffs starting next week. Burton Atherton at 3-5 and five at North Huron at 5-3 and three in Guinea tonight. After an 0-2 start, North Huron have won five of their last six games. Number 18 in a 16-team playoff division. They're outside looking in by 1.8 points. Yeah, I think this is one of two kind of sneaky good games in A-player, but I, I got to trust the, the team, a veteran coach, uh, the team that's been in the playoffs. Give me North Huron in this one. CPS at Kingston tonight, 3-5 against 8-0. Kingston, a shoo-in for the team of the year in the Thumb Sportswear Association. Owen Corliss with 1,100 rushing yards this season and 23 touchdowns, plus 405 passing yards in seven touchdowns through the year. Yeah, he's going to be tough to beat for individual players no as well. He's special talent, and they will not have any trouble tonight. This They'll win big this evening. Akron Fairgrove is at Caseville. Caseville winless in the last four seasons. Akron Fairgrove, three wins, ties the most wins for their program since 2013 when they finished 7-3. and three. Yeah, uh, Caseville, 0-7, uh, 0-8, hasn't won a game in the last four seasons. I just want to uh, – Akron Fairgrove wins that one. Moving on, Mayville at Ashley, 5-3 and three against 3-5. Three and five. Mayville began the season 5-1, and one, but have dropped their last two games, Deckerville by 24 and Kingston by 30. They, unfortunately, are eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, and like I said, I still think they get to win tonight. Deckerville, uh, a classic team, always ch- tough to beat them, and Kingston is the best player around at eight players. So, but Mayville gets back on track. It's win number six. Oakland Christian enters tonight with a 7-1 record at New Haven Merritt at 4-4. Four four. Oakland Christian's only loss was to Kingston back in week number two. They have scored at least 50 points in every game since. Yeah, Oakland Christian will will take care of business tonight. Genesee at 1-7. Bay City All Saints, the Catholics of Bay City at 4-4. Four four. 
All Saints one spot ahead of North Huron in the playoff points. Still on the outside looking in, though. Yeah, but I think they get a very important fifth win tonight, which will uh, give them reason to try to slide in. Peck at Deckerville, our final game of eight-player football. Peck at 7-1, Deckerville at 5-3. Deckerville beat Mayville and came from behind against Atherton. Currently projected to squeak in the playoffs, but it requires a win tonight over Peck. Yeah, this is an interesting one because Peck has had one of their better teams that they've had in a while. Deckerville, just a down Deckerville year. I mean, it's 5-3, and three and we're talking about a down team, right? Uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think Peck gets the job done in Deckerville oh, tonight, reaching well, out a little bit. They do have a running back with over 2,000 yards on the season. Yeah, for the Peck Pirates. Coach Brown also knows that, too. <laughs> That's true. It's like going into Foxborough, like you said. <laughs> Very similar, yes. <laughs> in 11 player football, Greater Thumb Conference crossover divisional play has been done for two weeks already. USA at Sandusky. Both teams 2-6. and six. USA began the season 0-5, but have won two of their last three. They fell to Ubley last week, 42-0. Sandusky, last week's victory over Reese was their first win since September 9th. Back in week number three. You know, I, I just keep thinking Sandusky is going to find themselves a sneaky win. We got to see them in person. You know, I certainly thought that they would step it up and grow a little bit as a younger team. They've kind of stalled out a little bit. USA has the best individual player on the field, and as long as he's healthy, I think I'm going to go with the, the USA Patriots in this game. Cassidy takes on the Aggies of Beale City, 5-3 and three against 8-0. and oh. Cassidy have won four of their last five. They blanked Carroll last week, 56-0, and beat Marlette, 56-20 to the week before. Beale City looking to finish their first undefeated regular season since 2013. They've allowed just 66 points on defense the entire season. Cass City should win easy, right? <laughs> I'll take Beale City. But, this, I, but there will be some very important eyes watching that game because that's going to be a, a team we're going to see later on this season. Uh, and speaking of the LV Bearcats, they are hosting the Reese Rockets tonight. 8-0 for the Bearcats, 2-6 for the Rockets. Reese currently on a three-game losing streak. Their only win this season was USA and Vassar. Ubley, well, they've had three shutouts in four games, allowing just one score. And just one opponent has scored twice on them all season. That was Marlette a long time ago. Yeah, and I don't think uh, Reese is going to break that trend. I don't know if they'll score maybe one, but this will be a running clock in favor of Ubley. They are just too good this year. Saginaw Valley Lutheran at 0-8, taking on the Carroll Tigers, who are 1-7. Valley Lutheran have been shut out five times this season, forfeited to Ithaca, and have scored just 35 points this season. Carroll, just one win this season which was a one-point victory over Reese two weeks ago. Yeah, Valerie reminds me of Greater Thumb Conference Memphis. I'll take Carroll by default in that one. And speaking of Memphis at 0-8, they're taking on Melvindale Business and Technology, who's 6-2, the Gators. All those Gators in Michigan. Memphis winless for the third time in four years. They lost the Lakers 6-2-0 last week. Only five touchdowns all season for the Yellow Jackets. Melvindale Business and Technology didn't play last week because of a forfeiture win from Detroit Public Safety. Oh, give me the Gators in that one. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Lakers at 8-0 and at Essexville-Garber. Who's at 5-3? and The Dukes. And Lakers have scored seven or more touchdowns in a game five times this season already. And Garber, well, they lost to Frankenmuth last week 40-7, to but always a strong Class B school. Yeah, I think this could be a really nice test for Lakers before playoff time comes around. But uh, Lakers too big, too physical, and as long as they stay motivated, I think Lakers takes care of business. Marlette at 4-4 four and four, goes onto the road to Waterford, Michigan today to, to take on the Our Lady of the Lakes. The Lakers, the other type of Lakers, Marlette have lost three of their last four games, including Vassar last week with their only win to Memphis. They fell short to Vassar last week, 29-22. Our Lady of the Lakes beat Allen Park Cabrini last week by one score to snap a five-game losing streak. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Our Lady of the Lakes is better than that. I'll take them because it's at home, but uh, who knows in that one. And, of course, Bad Axe, they were supposed to play Hamtramck tonight in Hamtramck. 
Well, they did not make the trip unless they're going for some good Polish food in downtown Detroit as Hamtramck forfeited their game as they have just six players left on their varsity roster. Badax, the forfeiture win snaps a two-game skid after losses to Lakers and Badax. Yeah, Badax could have used, uh, used the game tonight. Get, get some rhythm going, get something positive going, get some more reps in. Um, so it's too bad for them, but uh, they're playoff bound, and uh, if they can get some things together, they could be a team you don't want to draw in the playoffs. In the final game, the Greater Them Conference, Vassar at Harbor Beach, and the X Experts have already spoken on that one. All four taking the Harbor Beach Pirates from anywhere from 30 points all the way up to 56 points. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Vassar Vulcans, on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthes with your call tonight from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. Their opponent tonight, the Vassar Vulcans. And the Vulcans have been a program struggling to find its footing for the last six or so seasons when Vassar last won the Greyhound West Championship in 2015. Since then, the Vulcans have not had a winning season, including a three year span where Vassar won just a combined three games over three seasons. Jim Carlisle took over the program this summer and has seemed to infuse a fresh energy into the Vulcan program. I would agree. He's uh, He replaced Jason Kiss 15 years at the helm, 67 and 63 record. Um, he had eight winning seasons, all eight of his first seasons, or his first eight seasons. The last seven, not so much. Jim Carlisle has coached all over the place for 33 years, anywhere from Byron to Memphis, Michigan, all the way in North Dakota for a year. So he's been all over the place. The kids seem to like him. He's had four wins this season, the most wins in a season since that Greater Thumb West Championship in 2015. He's out here kicking field goals just a few moments ago yeah, as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a player's coach. They re, they really like him, and that's good for the program because you got to get those kids to come out before you can teach them and, and get them in game shape. The Vulcans are coming off of a win at home against the Marlette Red Raiders, taking the victory 29-22. In that game, Vassar accumulated 300 yards on a balanced rushing and passing attack, leading the air attack as their sophomore quarterback, Trevor Gleason. you got to like that. He, he's got a lot of potential. Jen, just a sophomore, he's had... He's completed 60 out of 132 passes. He's thrown 10 touchdowns to seven interceptions, had 800 yards through the air. Last week, 11 of 14 through the air, 136 yards and two touchdowns. And, and you can see him growing as the season goes on. He cuts down those picks in half and ups the touchdowns next year by a little bit. This team could be on the rise in 2023. As a team, Vassar has rushed for over 1,000 yards in seven games. Yes, seven games since their first-week opponent, Algonac, forfeited before the season began. The Vulcans have four running backs, making up the majority of their rushing attack. Leading the way would be Gleason's fellow classmate and another sophomore in Chevy Lesko. Yeah, Chevy Lesko is their lead back, another sophomore, 86 carries on the season, 400 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of that came in the Memphis game. Damian Sanders is the other guy, the change of pace guy. He's got 51 carries. Uh, but and you'll see a couple other guys, maybe Logan Stroop. You'll see Brady Putnam get a few carries. They're definitely uh, mixing and matching of packages, but it comes down 
down the Chevy Lesco really as the lead back. With Carlisle taking over the Vassar program, he installed the spread offense. With the Vulcan passing attack, Gleason has three favorite targets, led by senior wide receiver Logan Stroop. No doubt about it. 22 catches, has over a third of all completions, five touchdowns on the year. By far the number one guy you have to keep an eye on if you're a Harbor Beach defender right now. And Austin uh, Long, this sophomore class, Definitely has some athletes. He's the next best receiver. He's got 14 catches, a couple hundred yards, averages 14 yards every time he catches the ball, and a touchdown on the season. Vassar, surprisingly, has the sixth best defense in the conference and the third best in the Western Division. As a team, they're allowing 28.4 points per game. However, the run defense is not quite anything to write home yet about. No, they've been allowing an average of 235 yards per game on the ground, just 50 through the air. But when you can get run on like that, teams won't attack you through the air. This team does have some good playmakers, which in turn shows that they're good at stopping the pass. But that run game has got to seal itself up or Harbor Beach will attack it all night. We are just 23 minutes away from kicking off the final week of the regular season. Keep locked on your home for high school football. After the break, we'll dive into Vassar's opponent tonight, the home team, the Hyper Beach Pirates. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Folks of the run sunrise side, the end of October means just one thing. Pull out the shorts. Well, maybe for today only. But now, yes, it is the time of the year when the school colors have officially become the national colors for Halloween. And yes, it's the time of the year when the Gales in November typically have been known to come early. But more importantly, it is the time of the year when the playoffs begin for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Next week, for the 17th time since the year 2001, Troy Shelke will lead his football program into the postseason. That's right. He's 26 years at the helm, 187 wins to just 86 losses, winning 68% of the time. He is the winningest coach in school history. Uh, replaced his mentor, Jack Dillon, 32 years at the helm, 181 wins to 105 losses, 63% of the time. Coach Dillon got a win. Coach Schelke was an assistant on his coaching staff and was a former player for Jack Dillon, took over the program when Mr. Dillon retired. Schelke since then has won, has had eight, 10 win seasons, has won seven district titles, five regionals, five semifinals, and a state championship in 2012. For the last two seasons, Hyper Beach has had a two-year starting quarterback, Tanton Babcock, at the helm of the offense. Unfortunately, we watched Babcock go down with a non-contact knee injury last week, which historically is not something you come back from easily. The good news for the Pirates is they had their freshman second-string player, play caller, come in and did not miss a beat at all. That freshman quarterback's name would be Caden Buchholz. Yeah, he's going to be the household name here in Harbor Beach for a while. It sounds like it's his job, and uh, moving forward, you're going to see a lot of him and that long hair through that helmet, but for nonetheless, Tanton Babcock's season is going to end with 400 yards passing, four TDs through the air, 300 yards on the ground, another six TDs to boot. Caden 
Caden Bukholz took over, looked great. One of two passing, had a 60-yard completion to his favorite receiver. He's had 40 carries already on the year, just under 300 yards and eight touchdowns, averaging seven yards a carry. And if you think that the big guy can't run or throw, he can do both. And it's the tape is only going to show that as the season goes on and moving forward. This offense still will be prolific and fun to watch. Despite the predominantly spread offense for the Harbor Beach Pirates, Troy Shelke has made sure that the Pirates have a run-first mentality. Last season, Harbor Beach rushed for a total of just over 2,000 yards in 10 games. This year, in just eight games, the Pirates have already run for 1,700 yards, an average of 214 per game. Leading the way would be junior running back Shea Woodkey, with an average of over seven and a half yards per carry. Like I said, the future is bright. Shea Woodkey, just a junior, leading the team 54 carries, 400 yards and six touchdowns, average seven and a half yards a carry. Caden Buchholz and uh, Jacob Booms pretty much even as the second best ball carrier on this team, heavily, both of them with over 40 carries, both of them with over 250 yards. Caden Buchholz, Buchholz though, eight TDs to Jacob Booms' three, and then uh, we've even seen uh, Benson Harper get in there in the wing tee at times when they want to try to add a little speed different look. He's at 14 carries for 160 yards and a couple touchdowns on the ground. Last season, Harbor Beach aired out things much more than this season already, mostly because they had to in 2021 to move the ball. This year's numbers aren't anything to sneeze at still, with 548 yards through the air accumulated over eight games with five touchdowns. Whoever is throwing the ball for the Pirates, they're in luck because they have two sizable targets, each six feet or taller, in senior Jace Knobloch and freshman Benson Harper. Yeah, freshman is the key there. Benson Harper is the guy getting all the glory, all the guy, the guy you got to watch out for. His athletic ability is off the charts. A true wide receiver can go up and get it at its peak. We saw it last week when he hauled down a catch. But it's Jace Knobloch who's gone almost unappreciated. He has... Uh, a ton of catches, 10 of them on the year, just one less than Benson Harper, a few less yards, and only one score. But if you need a guy to move the chains, this guy is the guy that is sure-handed as any of them will go across the middle and take that big hit. But move the chains on offense when it's third and long. Doesn't go appreciated enough. And that checkdown guy has been Jacob Booms. He's kind of another guy that's been forgotten. But when both guys happen to be covered down the field, he's done a nice job helping keep the play moving with those short catches. The biggest improvement for Harbor Beach this season would have to be their defense unit. This year, the Orange and Black are allowing just 10.9 points per game. That's the third best defense in the Greertham Conference. And if they're going to have any success in the playoffs at all, that is the biggest stat for this Harbor Beach team. They were uh, almost like they were one player short on defense last year. They couldn't stop anybody, but they're a little bit better in the trenches. That helps a lot. They have some athletes in the backfield, and I, I love the linebacking core led by Shea Woodkey. You add Caden Buchholz in there, who's only gotten better, had a handful, had a bunch of picks last week. They have improved in the middle of that defense. They're a better tackling unit. And up front, they don't get pushed around like they used to. And that defense is going to be going to determine how far this team goes in the playoffs. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll shift our attention to a direct comparison look between Harbor Beach and Vassar as they play tonight for just the fifth time in history. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Flies 56 miles separate Vassar and Harbor Beach High Schools. If you're heading from Vassar tonight's game, well, 
You're probably going to be late. I hope you're well on your way already. It's one of the longest drives in the Greater Them Conference at 70 miles at 7-0, taking roughly an hour and 20 minutes with no stops. Only Reese to Memphis is a longer drive from tonight's commute for Vassar to the home of the world's largest man-made harbor. In regards to school size, we have the sixth and fourth smallest schools in the Greater Them Conference tonight. According to the MHSA figures, Vassar is at 268 students, a decrease of just one from last year, and Harbor Beach with 215, which is an increase of seven from 2021. So by going by student enrollment, it's Vassar by 53 students. Amazingly, Vassar and Harbor Beach have met on the gridiron a total of just four times since 1950. The Pirates and Vulcans played in 2014 and 2015, with each team taking one victory. Then you have to go all the way back 71 years to 1951 and 1950 for the first time and the last time they squared off. Altogether, Vassar has three wins, Harbor Beach with just one, which came in 2014. The last three games have resulted in shutouts, Vassar winning in 2015, 42-0, Harbor Beach in 2014, 55 nothing, and in 1951, Vassar won 34-0. Troy Schalke is 1-1 one one against Vassar. This is Jim Carlisle's first time facing off with Harbor Beach. Offensively speaking, this season, across the Gritham Conference, Harbor Beach is averaging 34.5 points per game on offense. That's good enough for the fourth best in the conference. Vassar is at number 8, posting a 17.3 average this season. So on offense, it's Harbor Beach favored statistically by 17.2 points. Defensively, Harbor Beach has the third best of the 12 GTC teams. Through eight games, the Pirates are allowing just 10.9 per game. Vassar is in the middle of the back with the sixth best or sixth worst, giving up an average of 28.4. So on defense, it's Harbor Beach statistically again by 17.5 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University in Marcus Freeman, sports wagering department, set after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injury, weather, and location. This spread for tonight's game sits at Harbor Beach, 22.5 points. Today is the 294th day of the year, meaning there's just 61 days until the new year. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in today. Whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps at home cozying up next to a fire and opening up your nearest history book. Which leads me to this week's trivia question about local history. All right. Well, yep. uh, I don't, I'm not feeling great about this. I was going to say, your confidence is just overwhelming here, Dave. Oh, I, I like my Detroit Tigers uh, well, well, better. but That was too easy for you last week. The city of Vassar and the city of Harbor Beach were founded around the same time. Harbor Beach in 1837, Vassar in 1849. My question, Dave, though, is what else does Vassar and Harbor Beach have in common besides their school colors? Wow, <laughs> that would have been that would have been my only guess. So I, I haven't a clue. You have to tell me on this one. Well, they're both the original county seat of their counties. Vassar okay. was established to build a dam to help harvest the vast lumber in the area. As a result, it was named the county seat of Tuscola up until 1860 when it was moved to Carroll. Harbor Beach, or at the time known as Sand Beach, was the county seat of Huron until 1865 when it was moved to Badax, both situations to be more centrally located. Vassar, unlike Harbor Beach, has always had the same name. It was named after one of the founder's uncles who lived back in New York, Matthew Vassar, who had a brewery amongst a number of other businesses and would later establish Vassar College the second all-girls college in America. Dave, my second question, what was the original name of Harbor Beach? <laughs> well, I'm hoping you uh, you tipped it off, and the answer is Sand Beach. That would be, well, technically the establishment, the 
the, back before it was even a village, it was known as Barnettsville, before Sand Beach. The earliest settlers, the Jenks family, established a sawmill at Rock Falls Creek, south of town. As the area continued to grow, it was named Sand Beach due to the Sandy Beach and eventually Harbor Beach, after the harbor was built by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers in 1871. Vassar is located along the mighty Cass River and was home to an abundance of cork pine trees, perhaps the best cork pine trees in all of America, some say, and so much so that the Vassar area was named Cork Pine City. Cork pine is considered to be the best of any type of white pine, the same type of wood that the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island was built with. My final question, Dave, was how can you differentiate between white pine and, say, a jack pine? Uh, the only thing I can think of is the uh, uh, the needles. The needle size, I guess, would be my guess. I, I know. It's, it, this is a great trivia fact that I learned, and I'm going to use this all the time. Okay. The number of needles on a cluster. Oh. White pine has five needles per bundle. Red and jack pine have just two. The more you know, cork pine grows up to 150 feet tall and often more than three feet in diameter. And speaking of defenses, before the national anthem here, Dave, standing taller than the cork pine, what are your three keys to tonight's game? That's right. Uh, let's start with Vassar. I think if Vassar has any chance in this game, I think they have to establish a run game which can lead to a play-action threat. Their best ability is through the air. Harbor Beach has been tough against the passing defense, but if Vassar is going to move the ball, I think they have to start with a running game and create some play action. For Harbor Beach, you have to just continue to instill and increase confidence in these freshmen. They are playing a huge role in this team. They're going to be asked to do a lot, and now's the time to build them up and get that responsibility up because they are going to play an important role in this playoffs and hopefully in future ones. And last but not least, it's third down efficiency for both of these teams. Harbor Beach wants to create a running game where third down is very short. Vassar, on the other hand, is going to have a hard time doing that. So if they're going to have third and long all night, they're going to have to come up with some big pass plays or creativity to keep the chains moving. Uh, all signs, though, in favor of Harbor Beach and this improved defense. It is an absolutely beautiful night here in Harbor Beach, Michigan. The sun is setting right now. We'll get to the current conditions in just a moment. But right now, we'll listen in to our PA announcer and a whole festivities here from Harbor Beach, Michigan for our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Number 90, Ron Palmer. The Vulcans are coached by Jim Carlisle and assisted by Kevin Pratt. The privilege of this event was made possible by those who have fought and continue to fight for the freedoms we enjoy. Let us now honor and respect their efforts and our country. Civilian gentlemen, please remove your hats. All veterans, we encourage you to render the appropriate salute and everyone able, please stand at attention, placing your hand over your heart as we proudly sing our national anthem.
Current conditions in Harbor Beach, Michigan are 56 degrees with clear skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of rain this evening. Winds are on the south at 11 miles per hour and gusting up to 15. Visibility at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping at 29.72 inches and the dew point is at 41 degrees. It feels like it's a balmy 56 degrees out. Humidity is at 42%. Sunset is at 640 today and we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Sunrise at 7.55 this morning. Sunset was 20 minutes ago at 6.40. So on October 21st, 2022, we've had 10 hours and 45 minutes of daylight. We've lost another 20 minutes since last week's broadcast in 2 hours and 44 minutes since the season began just 9 weeks ago. Harbor Beach won the toss, elected to defer to the second half. So Vassar will be receiving the ball to start this game. Your officials tonight, your referee, Jeff Clausing, Empire, umpire that it is, Mike Dye, headlinesman, Damian Polak. Line judge would be Kevin Landshot, and your back judge, Stephen Dussler. Kicking things off for the Harbor Beach Pirates will be the senior number 32, Jace Knoblock for the Harbor Beach Pirates in their home black uniforms. White numbers with an orange outline, traditional white blank helmet with a black face mask and all black pants. For the Vassar Vulcans, their away jerseys tonight, black pants, white jersey, orange number with a black outline, a Vulcan V on the back, Vassar across their chest in black, an all-black helmet with black face mask and a V made out of hammers on the sides. Deep back for the Vulcans, standing his own 15-yard line would be number 21, Logan Stroop for the Vulcans. Beautiful night as the sun sets to our right on your radio as Jason Canola kicks from the right to the left. A deep, booming kick. And this one's actually going to bounce oh. inbounds and rolls all the way back and comes to the rest of the three-yard line. That is a live ball. Stroop has it. He's out to the five-yard line and finally brought down out to the eight-yard line as that ball was going straight out of bounds. Bounced and checked up like he was sitting on a green. And there is tackled made by Harbor Beach. Yeah, that, that was borderline video game spin, right? Like that ball is going left. It is going out of bounds. It hits just inside and kicks back to the middle of the field and dies down at the two. They, they have to play it. And obviously a, a horrible start for the road team with a bad bounce, a home field bounce for the Pirates. And their defense is going to come on the field against this faster offense, spread offense, with tough field position for the Vulcans. First and 10 from the nine yard line to start this game as it took a whole half a second for our, our microphone to get hit to start this ball game. First and 10. As the officials are replacing the football here. Spread formation for the Vassar Vulcans to start. Trevor Gleason. Your quarterback out of the shotgun has a man to his left hip. Receivers trips right to the right, one to the left. Back to pass, looking downfield, throwing this one right down, going into the gut of that defense. It is brought in at the 45-yard line and into Harbor Beach territory, bringing that pass in. Number 18, Landon Kleinsmith, wide receiver with a huge catch from the 8-yard line into Harbor Beach territory, finally brought down by Jacob Booms. It was good coverage. Benson Harper's in coverage. He goes up with one hand and swats at it, but uh, 18, Landon Kleinsmith, Gets both hands on it. it the, the SWAT doesn't work. He hauls it in, and it's a huge play and a big 
It's change of possession, now change of field position for Vassar, and they all of a sudden it's a little quiet over here on the home side. A big pass play by Vassar to start this game. 44-yard catch to Gleason into the hands of Klein Smith. First and 10 from Harbor Beach Territory. First and 10 from the 48 of HB. It's a handoff right at the middle. That'd be a handoff to Brady Putnam. And he gets out for a hard-fought four yards out to the 44-yard line. Brought down by Troy Wells, outside linebacker for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Second down and six upcoming. Yeah, Troy Wells, Levi Klasky in the area as well. And uh, so didn't even get a chance to talk about this offense. You're, you're going to see three wide receivers on the field almost minimally for Vassar. Uh, so far, we've seen trips to the right, one to the left. The first two formations. Always in shotgun is quarterback Trevor Gleason with a running back on his left hip. This time they'll split out two wide each direction. Now man in motion to the near sideline. And it's a bit of a high snap. It's a pitch out to the left side and pitch out to Brady Putnam. Breaks out of one tackle, spins his way close to the 45, actually the 40-yard line. And they're going to say mark him down to the 41-yard line. Tackle made by Jacob Booms. Short of the line to gain, so it's set up a third down and manageable. Third down and three, working off the left hash for the Vassar Vulcans at the Harbor Reach 41. Yeah, that play did not look crisp. It was a high snap, and then it was just a pitch straight left to the wide, to the running back, and that was high as well. So I thought Harbor Beach was going to blow it up, but Jack Smiglinski misses in open space and the running back does a nice job of getting not only getting back to the line of scrimmage but getting a couple yards on the play as well. Facing a third and three. Two receivers wide each way. Now man in motion. Logan Stroop to the far side and trips left now. Handoff right of the gut and Harbor Beach is there to meet him quickly. Brady Putnam is stood up at the original line of scrimmage at the 41. Leading the charge. Troy Wells as well as Jack Smiglinski defensive end. Stops him for no gain. Vassar now facing a fourth and three from Harbor Beach's 41 yard line. Yeah and if you're Vassar that was a, that's a play where it's third down and three. You got to get a couple. You got to get one or two and that makes fourth down that much easier. Now fourth down and three. I imagine they'll go for it um, with, with the field position they're in, but it would have been a lot easier for him. Nice job there, especially by Troy Wells on defense, uh, playing that third linebacker position. He steps up into that gap and fills the hole perfectly. Running back, nowhere to go. Goes down for no gain. Two wide each way. Gleason in the shotgun as Putnam to his left. Splitting the hash marks at the 41. They get to the Harbor Beach 38. It's going to be a sweep around the left side to hand off to number 21. Logan Stroop looks like he's short of the first down marker. Got across the 40 and stopped to the 39, a yard short of that first down. And a stop of that whole front defensive line for the Harbor Beach Fighters coming up with that stop. Short on the line to gain in a turnover on downs to start the game for the Harbor Beach defense. Yeah, so the first two possessions, Vassar had three receivers on one side, one on the other. Whenever they go two on each side, one of them always goes in motion. And they're setting up that jet sweep. They're feeling it out. And they used it there on fourth and three. They get one, maybe two, but not enough. Harbor Beach stands tall, wins in the trenches, and makes a big stop. And that doesn't allow that big pass to start the game to affect them at all. The home crowd back into it now, and the Harbor Beach offense comes on the field in the tee first time tonight. Five total plays on that drive result in a turnover on downs, and it's going to be out of the tee. A hit out to Jacob Booms, breaks out of two tackles, and lowers his shoulder out to about the 47-yard line. Stop made by number 26, Brady Putnam, cornerback out of the secondary for Vassar after an eight-yard gain, second down and two. Yeah, you'll see Harbor Beach focus on the run, but I think you're going to see a lot of wing tee tonight. Heavy favorites, and you want to work in those plays as much as possible. I'd like to see Caden Buchholz get a couple passing attempts in tonight because I think they're going to need it as as the playoffs come come together but for tonight you're going to see a lot of power run and ask Vassar to stop this fundamentally sound 
wing T offense that Harbor Beach is starting to get back in rhythm running. Caden Buchholz hands it off to Jacob Booms. He has the first down. He's had a had a momentum before he was immediately stopped at the Vassar 49-yard line by Brady Putnam, the man who seems to be all over the field tonight. But it's too late after the line to gain to move the chains for the Harbor Beach Pirates into Vassar territory at the 49. Yeah, and that's part of it. Brady Putnam, that's his side of the field. He is the linebacker that is asked to fill that gap. So far, Jacob Booms back-to-back runs uh, from left to right, attacking that right side, right where Brady Putnam is. And he's there, but he's not stepping up to fill the hole. He is accepting the hit after Jacob Booms has four yards. He's got a couple carries now for 10 already and a first down for Harbor Beach. Caden Buchholz, freshman quarterback under center. It's a handoff to Shea Woodkey. He's trying to keep those legs churning. He gets out for one yard at best as the entire front line for that Vassar defense comes up for the stop. A gain of a yard, second down and nine from the Vassar 48-yard line. 0-0 ball game. Harbor Beach and Vassar tied up in the first quarter. Yep, so a lot of You're seeing the outside backs of the wing tee get the handoffs early. We saw Jacob Boom start on the left side and go around to the right between the guard and the tackle on the right side. Shea Woodkey's the very opposite. He's on the right side. He comes around to the left. Good job by Vassar's up front there. Allows nobody through that hole. And even with Woodkey's power, low center gravity, he doesn't get anything on that play. Maybe a half a yard at most. And Harbor Beach now going to switch it up. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, two in the backfield, keeping Buchholz company in the shotgun. Out of the shotgun, running back on either side, and it's a handoff to Troy Wells. And he gets out to the 45, maybe the 44-yard line before Logan Stroop, defensive end, stops him for a four-yard gain to the 44-yard line. So that's made third down in mid-range, third down in five for the Harbor Beach Pirates at the Vassar 44. And that's what I like about that shotgun formation um, is Harbor Beach likes to run out of it. It's one of my favorite things that they do is just because they go to the spread doesn't mean they're going to throw it automatically. And that's what a lot of teams think. They run the ball really well, as Troy Wells did there, takes that handoff from left to right, right in front of Caden Buchholz, right up the middle, gets an easy four or five on the play, and now third down is very manageable. Coming out of the spread formation, same formation. They have Benson Harbor and Jace Knobloch wide left. Jacob Booms wide right. It's going to be a quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz. He has the first down across the 40, down to the 30 at the 25, still streaking at the 20, breaks out of a tackle, lowers the shoulder, and he still breaks out another tackle inside the five and is forced out of bounds at the two, maybe even the one-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Joe Foligno to the defensive end from the 44-yard line all the way down to the one for a 43-yard pickup for Caden Buchholz and the Pirates. It's first and goal to go for the Orange and Black. And that is where Harbor Beach will not miss a beat with Caden Buchholz at quarterback because that play was set up by the play before. They snap it to him, design handoff. It's Troy Wells running left to right, right in front of Caden Buchholz out of the shotgun. It's, it's a design handoff. He gets five yards up the middle, no problems asked. And when you got Jace Knobloch, Benson Harper, Jacob Booms out there as threats at wide receiver, they call the exact same play but allow their freshman quarterback to keep it if he'd like to. And that defensive end collapsed. Caden Buchholz keeps it and then shows off the after-run ability and breaking three tackles to put his first down and goal for the one. Buchholz on the keeper. He turns it into the end zone for the touchdown. The Pirates strike first with 6.19 remaining in the first quarter. Caden Buchholz from one yard out puts Harbor Beach on the board with 6-0 over Vassar halfway through the first quarter. It is 6-0 Pirates. Yeah, just a great series there. You, you give up that big pass play on defense, but you cover recover nicely. Don't allow another first down. Take the, uh, take the ball and go right down the field with your running game. Big run play by Caden Buchholz down at the one, and he finishes the job up with a keeper himself into the end zone. Harbor Beach goes with an early 6 to nothing lead. 
More than likely going for two here, leading 6-0. Senior receiver wide to the right, Jacob Booms. Two to the left, Benson Harper and Jace Knoblock. Caden Bugholtz in the shotgun has Troy Wells to his left. Shea Woodkey to his right, looking to pass, throwing to the near corner of the end zone. High throw, and this one falls incomplete, intended for Jace Knoblock. And the two-point conversion fails. It's Harbor Beach by six points. Six-nothing with 6-19 remaining in the first quarter. It's 6-0, Hyper Beach leading with 6-19 remaining to the first quarter. After a three-minute drive covering 61 yards in six plays, two first downs in tow, a one-for-one one conversion on third down, and capped off with a Caden Buchholz one-yard keep into the end zone. The two-point conversion, the pass failed to make it 6-0 over the passer Vulcans. An impressive series for Harbor Beach. Defense answers the call after getting punched in the mouth on that first play. I don't think anybody saw that coming. And then... Uh, to my surprise, I, I'm surprised Vassar didn't dial up a pass play again. Uh, they, they obviously didn't mind throwing one-on-one -on -one against what I think is probably Harbor Beach's best one-on-one -on -one pass defender in Benson Harper, a true freshman, and uh, they flat out beat him. I don't know if they can beat him every time, but he made a good defensive play. It was a better offensive play, but then a bunch of run plays that didn't get another first down, and Harbor Beach turns it into six quick points. Jace Canolong's king kick comes in at the 19-yard line by Brady Putnam at the 19. He gets all the way out to the 31-yard line before he is stopped by Hunter Eisler on special teams for Harbor Beach. It'll be Vassar ball, 6-0, Harbor Beach leading over the Vulcans, and the Vulcans back in offense at their own 21. Yeah, and I got to believe that they're going to attempt a pass or two on this series, um, if none, because they actually completed a very good pass on the first series. I think they at least got to give it another chance again because um, the running game, it, it did not do a whole lot. They got to stick with it, but you got to mix in some run and pass, I think, if you're going to catch this uh, bad uh, – uh, excuse me, this – penetrating linebacking core and keep them settled back. In the shotgun, Gleason staying in the pocket, throwing downfield right down the hash marks. This was overthrown, intercepted by Jacob Booms at the 45-yard line. He's already in faster territory. Cutting up field, cross field. He's down to the 20 and finally dragged down from behind at the 17-yard line from the 45 of Vassar. Or Harbor Beach's own territory all the way down to the Vassar 17-yard line and finally brought down by Vassar's Landon Kleinsmith tracks him down the junior. It's first and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates deep into Vassar territory at the 18. It's man-to-man -man all over the field, one-on-one -on -one with everybody with one deep safety. That's Jacob Booms. He is back there. I like to play that center field position. Nobody gets behind him, but he reads the quarterback's eyes and he looks right, stares right the whole time. And when he lets it go by that time Benson Harper's got perfect underneath coverage the ball was thrown over it was overthrown and like just like that it's an easy interception on the deep side for Jacob Booms and turns it almost into instant offense now as Harbor Beach will start this drive in the red zone. Caden Bucholz out of the shotgun throws downfield to Benson Harper it's in by Benson Harper the freshman the freshman to freshman connection puts him on the board for the second time tonight as Caden Bucholz connects with Benson Harper from 18 yards out with 552 remaining in in the first quarter and just like that Harbor Beach is up by two possessions and that's just what you want to see come playoff time this your freshmen have to get important reps playoff like reps and it doesn't matter who's on this field tonight you have to allow them to play and that's the first quarter and you're already letting your quarterback your
your freshman quarterback in his first start on varsity uh, throw the ball down the field to who else but his favorite classmate at wide receiver Benson Harper and goes up and makes it look easy. A great throw by Buchholz and a good catch by Benson Harper. Puts Harbor Beach up by 12. Out of the shotgun and they hand it off to Shea Woodkey in for the two-point conversion. It's now 14-0. Harbor Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans with 5.52 left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Ted Nugent agrees it's 14-0. Harbor Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans as they already have a stranglehold on this game with 5.52 left in the first quarter. Just took Harbor Beach one play covering 18 yards. Caden Buchholz to fellow freshman Benson Harper for the 18-yard catch. Shea Woodkey on the two-point conversion run in. Makes it a 14-0 lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Yeah, they look good so far, and that passing game is going to be key come playoff time. And Jace Knobloch's kick. Goes out of bounds at the two-yard line, so Vassar will start out at their own 35-yard line, trailing 14-0 to Harbor Beach with 5.52 left in the first quarter. And just like that first kick, Clark, he threatens the sideline. This time he does not get the friendly home field bounce. It does take a bounce out of bounds, and Vassar will get pretty good field position to start their third series of the night. As the wind is quite stiff from the south here, that's far side radio to the near side radio, pushing that ball just enough out of bounds. To have Vassar start at the 35-yard line. Yeah, a much-needed good field position for them. Remember, their first series started way back inside about at the 10-yard line. Yeah, inside their own 10. So this is a big sigh of relief, but they have to find a way to keep that Harbor Beach offense on the sideline, and it starts with a good play on first down. If you can make that first down run or first down, um, get some positive yards, and create second and medium or third and short, your offense can stay on the field, but uh, the other thing, you can't throw it. If you're going to throw it downfield, you can't throw it into the one double team Harbor Beach will have on defense. Trips to the left, one to the right, and it's a handoff to Putnam out of the backfield, and the scrum stops him very close to that first down or the original line of scrimmage, leading the charge, Jace Knobloch, a linebacker for the Pirates, and they're going to be quite generous here with the and give him a half a yard. Actually, nope, no gain in the play at the 35, second down and 10. Yeah, good job by Jace Kinoblock. Again, that linebackers are going to play a huge role for them moving forward, and it's more about filling that gap and eliminating the running back from getting any further up the field past the line of scrimmage. Harbor Beach's linebackers doing a much better job at filling their appropriate gaps and stopping the run game where it starts instead of allowing three yards before they make contact with the running back. Same formation, Gleason out of the shotgun, hands it off to Putnam. He jumps and leaps his way through the 40-yard line and finally brought down at the 43. Brought down by Levi Klasky, defensive tackle, 6'2", 230-pound senior. For an eight-yard gain, third down in two from the Vassar 43-yard line, trailing 14-0. Nice job up front by Vassar. They pick up the linebacker that time. They were able to get a guy on Shea Woodkey, and that allowed them to get past the linebacking core. And then the, the secondary's got to come up and make a tackle. Right up the middle, they attack. They get a good block. And that turns, now they get there. It took a big play on second down, but now they get there. It's third down and manageable. Run pass, anything's on the table. That makes it tough for a defense. Same formation, trips to the left just outside of the left tackle. 
And a receiver wide to the right, working off the right hash. Third down and two. Back to pass, rolling to his left, looking downfield. Has a receiver wide open and in Harvard's territory, brought in by uh, number 32 for Vassar. That'd be Brayton Rondo, a sophomore, excuse me, number four. On the stop, Dustin Emmerich. And move the chains, a conversion on third down into Harvard Beach territory at the 41-yard line. Yeah, nice route there by, I think it was 32 of Vassar that makes that catch. Um, Brayden Rondo. There you go. Brayden Rondo with that catch. A good route run. He goes about five yards out, plants his foot, and goes right towards the sideline. Dustin Emmerich gets a little lost in coverage, doesn't want to get beat deep, but allows the sideline an easy throw and catch before Emmerich makes the tackle. But it's too late. It's a Vassar first down. From the Harbor Beach 41, it's 14-0 Pirates. The Vulcans marching down the field suddenly, though. Hand off to Putman, or Putnam, and he's brought down in the backfield and leading the charge is that whole front line leading was number 65, Jackson McGlinsky, 6'2", 205-pound sophomore defensive end for the Harbor Beach Pirates. You'll see forward progress stopped him back two-yard loss. So McGlinsky will get the tackle for a loss. Second down and 12 from the Harbor Beach 43. And that's what those guys up front are going to have to do more often as they get into the playoffs. You see them get off their block, get in the backfield, and that just causes chaos for the running back. He tries to go around him, backs up a little bit. Smiglinski absolutely does not let that happen and makes a tackle in the backfield. Trips to the right this time. Receiver wide to the left, splitting the hash marks of the high-reach 43. Gleason rolling to his right, looking to pass, and it just throws it down. It's brought in one-handed by number 21, Logan Stroop. Slot receiver, 5'10", 165-pound senior. But a gain of maybe two on the play. Back to the original line of scrimmage of the 41 for a gain of two. Third down and ten upcoming. Yeah, it was a great catch, but it doesn't go anywhere, right? You see trips to the right, right on, right off the tight end spot. So they're all bunched up, attached to the line of scrimmage. And you see three of them just dispersed in different directions. One deep, one medium, and then one comes out in the flats. Harbor Beach does a good job of taking away the deep routes, allows the check down. But because the throw was led a little too far, he has to one-hand it, bobble it a little bit, makes a nice catch. But if, if you could hit him in stride, he could have caught it and turned it up the sideline. Instead, it just it goes in the books as a two, maybe a three-yard game. Third down, 10 to go from the high reach 41. A clump of receivers just off the right tackle. Receiver wide to the left, and it's a shuffle pass forward and, and brought in by Logan Stroop, and no gain in the play at all as there's Shea Woodkey to break up that play as soon as it was formed. Tried to find something underneath. It worked, except Harry Reach was there to stop it immediately. Fourth down and ten. Yeah, the shovel pass is fun. You don't see a lot of our, our local teams utilize that. You see it on Sundays once in a while. I, I feel like I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs flip that to Travis Kelsey on a number of times. And, and it should be set up, right? You've seen him run from there. You've seen him roll to the right and throw it. It should have been set up. That, why it wasn't, the front four of Harbor Beach and that middle linebacker was able to plug that gap and do a nice job of not allowing that play to fool anybody. On a fourth and ten, Vassar brings out the punt unit, and Logan Stroop's punt rolls ugly, but it's down and brought in at the seven-yard line. So Vassar pinning Harbor Beach deep back with 2.16 left in the first quarter, and the Pirates lead 14-0 over the Vassar Vulcans as Vassar's third drive results in no points. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. There's a lot yes. of topspin on that baby, and he got over the line, got over all them offensive linemen's helmets. And once it did, it just knuckled and rolled. And it's it's not a ball that uh, you want your special teams jumping on. So it works out well for Vassar as they pin Harbor Beach way back. With 2.16 to go in the first quarter, Harbor Beach already up 14 to nothing. 2.16 left in the first. Harbor Beach 14, Vassar nothing from their own seven yard line to start this drive. 
Starting out of the spread formation. It's going to be quarterback keeper right up the gut. And Kate Bukal skips, skips his way out to the outside. He has massive yards gained here across the 40 and runs out of bounds at the 43-yard line for a 36-yard gain on first and 10. Kate Bukal's the freshman making moves. Yeah, but it starts with him running the read option effectively. You can see from this view, he's watching that defensive end and whether he collapses or not. And when that defensive end collapses to go for the running back, he pulls that ball back out and takes it around the edge. At 68 is Colin Roganbuck. The tackle comes outside and completely obliterates and eliminates the linebacker with a fantastic block. And Caden Buchholz does the rest up the left side of the field. Gets it almost all the way to midfield. A huge run for Harbor Beach. No more back against the wall. And back to the tee. Caden Buchholz center center. Hands it off to his third option to Jacob Booms. And Vassar gets through that line and brings him down for a yard loss. Leading the charge was Logan Chernowski for the Vassar Vulcans. Second down, 11. And they go back to the tee. you got to believe that they're going to, again, attack with the running backs. Vassar all-out blitz every linebacker. As soon as the ball is snapped, they are filling the line of scrimmage, and they get a linebacker through there, and they take down uh, Jacob Booms for no gain on the play. Second down, 10, uh, second down 11 to go. Every yard loss at the 42-yard line, their own territory. Right to left, cross your radio. Heart of the Harbor Pirates coming back out in the spread formation. Two wide to the right, one to the left. That would be Benson Harper. Caden Buchholz, second-string quarterback, as the freshman, staying in the pocket, throwing downfield to Benson Harper behind the defense, and a little much too much air. Did he bring it in? Yes, he did. They're going to say he brought it in, and it's brought in at the 20-yard line. A 38-yard catch. Caden Buchholz to Benson Harper. It was above his head. Somehow brought that one in against his helmet and brings in the catch in a huge conversion. Moves the ball into deep into the red zone. I don't know what to tell you. Then you got to see this to believe it. I mean, just a great throw. I would like to see Caden Bukholz get a little, a little less air on it and get that ball thrown sooner because it ran out of momentum. He was beat. He had Benson Harper had three steps on the defensive back and the ball come out a little late. It was a little behind him. So Harper's got to adjust to it and he does. And both hands up in the air with a ton of traffic, pulls it down on the sideline, keeps a foot in bounds. A heck of a play. And Caden Bukals goes out on the quarterback keeper and he's like shot out of cannon all the way down to the four-yard line for a 16-yard gain. Tackle made by Vassar's German Serta. And it's now sets up a first down goal to go from the four-yard line as the Harbor Beach Pirates cutting and slashing through this Vassar defense so far. Yeah, Vassar doing everything they can to stop the running game, but when Harbor Beach gets in the spread, which I think I've said for a very long time, this is by far their most effective offense, is you put a couple weapons out there, you spread defenses out, you put talented running backs in the backfield, Shea Woodkey, Jacob Booms, Troy Wells, whoever you want to mix around in there and run a read option like that with a with a dual threat athlete like Caden Buchholz, this team becomes tough to stop. And you see Caden Buchholz reading the end perfectly and making some big plays with his legs. Hands off to Shea Woodkey, and he's in from four yards out for the third score of the night for the Harbor Beach Pirates with 21 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Five plays later, Harbor Beach marches 93 yards down the field and capped off with a four-yard dive from junior Shea Woodkey in for the third score for the Pirates. It's now 20-0 over the Vassar Vulcans with a two-point conversion still upcoming. And just an impressive drive, but it starts with 
very difficult offenses to stop, right? So you're saying that that read option when they go to the, the spread offense, two running backs in the backfield, one of them is going to simply go up the middle and become the fullback and help protect the quarterback if it's a pass play. The other one, it's read option. Quarterback, running back communication is key. So far, the big plays have come when Caden Buchholz sells the run and then takes it back for himself around the left side for a couple big runs. On the two-point, rolling to his left to pass into the end zone to Jacob Booms. The catch is made and complete. The two-point conversion is good. It's now 22-0. Hyper Beach leading Vassar with 21 seconds still remaining in the first quarter. seconds remain in the first quarter and the Pirates have found the end zone three times already tonight. They lead 22-0 after a 93-yard drive just on five plays and a minute 55 off the clock kept off with a four-yard run from Shea Woodkey. Two-point conversion was brought in by Booms for the two-point conversion and it's 22-0. Pirates over the Vulcans as Jace Knoblock's kick comes in at the 15-yard line. Brian Brady Putnam and he gets all the way out to about the 27 maybe even the 28 yard line brought down by Jacob Booms who brought in that two-point conversion just a moment ago first and 10 for the Vassar Vulcans at their own 28 yard line left right across your radio with 14 seconds remaining in the first quarter yeah it's been a tough start for Vassar they, they had a shot player two so far but that's been it a, a big time interception by Jacob Booms on defensive side for Harbor Beach and then it's been Caden Buchholz, whether he's had a couple big throws, one to Benson Harper, and then a couple big runs that has really set up this offense well, scoring three straight times in the first quarter. First and 10 from their own 28-yard line, trailing 22-0. I reach already with 170 yards on the night on just 12 plays and three scores to show for it. They're averaging over 14 yards per play. Vassar averaging 6.4 per play on 11 plays of her 70 yards. Trips to the left, one to the right. Trevor Gleason, the sophomore quarterback, in the pocket, looking to throw to his left pump fakes once. And this one is incomplete. Pass was intended for Logan Stroop, but he didn't see it coming. Uh, good coverage there from Troy Wells in the flats, forcing an incomplete pass, second down and 10. Yeah, and he had some options. His offensive line held up. He got a little trigger happy because you're not used to having that kind of time. But Harbor Beach drops into coverage drop seven there's only rush four and uh, the offensive line holds up and if, if he's a little more patient he had 32 on the sideline for what looked like an easy throw and catch for 10 yards but forces it to uh, logan stroop one of his favorite receivers there really wasn't anything there two harbor beach bodies in the area uh, just a throw away on offense second down and 10. Trips to the right, one to the left. Trevor Gleason working off the left hash at his own 28-yard line. Handoff right up the gut on the run, handoff to Putnam, and he's trying to drag his defender out from a hard-fought two yards all the way out to the 30-yard line for a gain of two to stop made by Harbor Beach's number 18. That's Seth Nowiski. Plays tight end as well, defensive end, 6'1", 180-pound junior. Third down, eight to go for Vassar at their own 30. Nice job there by Seth Nowiski. He forces them to the sideline, leaves nothing up the middle, and when he kicks it to the outside, Nowiski is able to keep up with him and force him to the sideline and not allow much for forward progress. Short run on the play for Vassar. is going to bring down third down and a long eight. 
with just two seconds left here into the first quarter. There's a snap that goes all the way deep back, throwing downfield, and it is nearly in and out of the hands of number 18 for Vassar, Landon Kleinsmith, but a flag flies way back at the original line of scrimmage inside the trenches. The umpire threw that one, and more than likely going to be a hold, in which Harbor Beach very well could, no personal foul against against the defense, hands to the face. So this is going to be... So this is going to be an automatic first down and walk off 15 yards from the spot of the penalty, which is at the 28-yard line. So this will push him all the way out, converts on third down. And will push him all the way out to the 43-yard line. A, a much-needed break for Vassar because I tell you what, uh, quarterback Trevor Gleason makes a great throw, makes a great read. His slot receiver does a skinny post, runs right down the right hash mark, and then breaks to the inside, creates separation. And when that throw was made, that was exactly when the receiver planted his foot on that right hash mark and turned to the middle. And when he looks and goes and elevates for the ball, if he doesn't touch it with his hands, it hits him right in the mouth, right in the face mask. And that ball goes right through his hands, off the face mask. Should have been a big time completion for 20 plus yards or so in a first down. And then it could have been intercepted easily with the way it bounced. Got to make that catch uh, if you're Landon Kleinsmith. You're, you're a very important receiver on this team. An easy catch. Got to have it. Get a break there that the Harbor Beach special or defense creates that penalty and gives them a free first down. And because of it's a defensive penalty, it's an untimed down here. And it's going to be a handoff out to Putnam for a four-yard gain. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey to bring an end to the first quarter with the Harbor Beach Pirates leading Vassar 22-0 after 12 minutes of play. Right here on the WLW Sports Network. at the end of the first quarter on to the second quarter Vassar facing his second down and six from their own 49 yard line other area scores Beale City leads Cass City 7-0 in the first Valley Lutheran blanking Carroll in the second 14-0 in Eskisville Garber over Lakers 14-0 in the first on a second down and six they hand it off to the near sideline to number 26 that is Putnam out for the running he gets out for one yard to midfield at the 50 and tackle made by out of bounds by Seth Nowiski, defensive end for the Pirates. They're going to say actually no gain in the play, still at the 49, third down and six. And that's a great job again by the ends. It's going to be very important going forward. They play a big role in stopping the run. you got to collapse when the run is up the middle, but when that running back, you force him to kick it to the outside, and the defensive end there is Nowiski again, is able to get out there quick enough and not allow the sideline to turn it upfield, forces him out of bounds, no gain on that play. Back to pass. Gleason staying in the pocket, throwing down the action pump fakes, and he's going to be brought down for the sack by Jack Smiglinski way back at the 41-yard line. Hit him in the shoulder, and he lost his footing completely and came down on himself and brought down for a big loss of eight and a fourth down in a ways to go, bring out the punt team. Yeah, again, it's a coverage sack, right? Harbreach doesn't bring any pressure, just the big four up front, drops back, and when Gleason 
about to unload, he has to pump fake and bring it back because Jack Smoglinski's in the backfield. I actually thought Smoglinski took his hand to try to make sure he doesn't get the pass off and come right across the helmet, high in the shoulder pads, because uh, everybody was looking around for a penalty, but uh, they're going to say it was no face mask and a good job by Smoglinski to get a sack. And the punt is uh, low, maybe hit six feet above sea level there, and it comes to rest of the 34-yard line and brought down by Zach Kleinsmith, the senior for Vassar Special Teams, and Harvey Reach will be back on offense with a 22-0 lead with 10.26 left in the second. You know, I've seen you hit some drives, Clark, where you <laughs> top it so bad that it bounces right in front of you and then gets airborne. That's what yep. that punt looked like. That's quite accurate. Sometimes it hits the lady tee perfectly that it actually ricochets forward. Yeah, well, you're it's the, all happening. You're the reason golf courses got rid of the markers above the ground because if you hit that solid enough, it'll come back at you. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, have a reach first in 10, and they're actually going to say... What? Not sure what happened here, but Harbor Beach is taking over at the 49-yard line. So they think it, it actually... It hit a Vassar Vulcan. It was such a low kick that it hit a Vassar Vulcan at the 49-yard line. So that is where Harbor Beach will start at their own 49, with 10.26 left in the first half. Out of the spread formation, a little bit of a bad snap, but Katie Bukal scoops it up, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage, still turning those feet, and comes back for no gain. Leading the way for the Vassar defense was Landon Hobbenstricker, linebacker, 5'10", 175-pound junior. Second down, 10 to go for the Pirates. I'm glad you took a breath before you said that Thank last you. name. You, did, you, you hung on well, though. But th those are the things that I'm talking about, right? you got to get ready for the playoffs. You have to allow your freshmen, your underclassmen, to, to make these mistakes and see how they react, right? So you see that handoff. It looked like a read option with Woodkey. was not smooth, right? Woodkey was planning on taking it. Bukholz wanted it back. The ball hits the ground no panic no fear he picks the ball up scoops it up makes a play gets back to the line of scrimmage no harm on that play second down and long as Harbor Beach stays in this formation two receivers to the right one to the left Caden Buchholz back to pass rolling to his right looking to throw nothing yet and now he's going to keep it for himself he has positive yards across midfield and is tackled out of bounds by Logan Stroop out to about the 40, excuse me, the 43 yard line. And it's going to be short of the first down, line to gain by just one yard. So a gain of nine on the broken play for Caden Buchholz gets out and third down and one to go. And you got to love the energy that Caden Buchholz brings to the table, but. You are the guy that now they need on this offense. There isn't another Caden Bukholz waiting in the lens to come in. So when you get that close to the sideline, just get out of bounds. <laughs> I love the passion. He's running people over, but it's playoff time next week. They need you healthy, my man. They said keep running people over, but for now, get out of bounds and, and get out there on third down and get a first down. Third down, a yard to go from the Vassar 42-yard line, and we have a timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates with 9.25 left in the second quarter. Harbor Beach 22, Vassar nothing on the WLW Sports Network. It's 22-0, Harbor Beach leading with 9.25 left in the second quarter over Vassar. Other area scores in eight-player football. Deckerville leading Peck 20-0. It was 6-0 into the first quarter. Deckerville attacks on another two scores in the second. Deckerville needs to win to get into the playoffs. It looks like they're on their way already. 
are retracing a third down, one yard to go. Caden Bukholz under center in the straight T formation for the high reach fire. It's working off the right hash, left to right across your radio. Bukholz gets the snap, handoff to his third option. Out to the out to the flats will be handoff to number 42, Jeremiah Kruger, the junior. And he got two yards when they needed just one. Tackle made by Logan Stroop. Defensive end for Vassar. Move the chains of third down conversion. And good work there by uh, by Kruger to get that sideline and get enough for the first down. You don't worry about where you're going. Just cut back to the middle. Get that first down. And a reset of downs now for the Pirates offense. 9-10 and counting in the second quarter. 22-0. Harbor Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans. Marching into Vulcan territory. Currently at the Vassar 40. Staying in the T formation. Freshman quarterback Caden Bukholz under center. Your backfield, Jeremiah Kruger, Dustin Emmerich, and Shea Woodkey. And off to Kruger once again. Lowers his shoulder. And he all gets all the way down to about the 36 before he's upended. For a four-yard gain. Tackle made by Brennan Cribs, linebacker, sophomore for Vassar. A gain of four, second down and six. Good powerful run there by Kruger, keeping those legs churning even after he makes contact. You see Harbor Beach doing a good job mixing some different guys in there. Uh, Jacob Booms, Benson Harper's been out on this series so far and seeing some of these other guys get a few carries. Got to love to see that up 22 nothing here in the first half. Second down, six to go. 8-18 left in the second quarter. 22-0, Harbor Beach leading faster. Two wide to the left, Benson Harper, Jace Knoblock in the slot. Jacob Booms wide right. Katie Bukals in the shotgun. Man on either hip of in the shotgun. Hand off to Shea Woodkey. Dragging a jersey with him. He gets out to the 35 before he's stopped by big man 76 for the Vassar Vulcans. That would be Devin Patterson, freshman, for the J coming off the JV squad. You want to know a team that's ready for the playoffs? The Ugly Bearcats. 41-0. Nine minutes to go in the first half. <laughs> Over the Reese Rockets, I do believe. That Greg is correct. Gets. Third down and five. They're ready to take the training wheels off, I think. Uh, those have been off since week one. Oh, they yeah. looked good right yeah. out of the they're, gate. They're, they're ready to open up the playbook finally, I yes. should say. Yes. Uh, and let's hope it's as effective as the current playbook, the, the four plays that they run better than anybody else. I think that's the case. Caden Bukal's facing a third and five from the Vassar 35. His quarterback keeper right up the gut. He's driving through Dallas, folks. He's got no one in front of him. Down to the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Caden Bukal's and the Pirates with 7.15 left in the first half. And the Pirates tack on their fourth score of the night on a Caden Bukal's. 40-yard scamper into the end zone. Yeah, impressive, right? They run it up the middle with Shea Woodkey. You see him battle for a couple yards. Now the very next play, it's the exact same play, except this time it's Bukholz puts it in his arms, takes it back. The defense collapses on Woodkey and the threat that he provides. They take it the other way. Nobody there. No discipline by that opposite linebacker to make sure if the quarterback keeps it, there's somebody there. And in open space, Bukholz does the rest. Uh, Austin Long, meet Caden Bukholz, makes, makes him completely miss in the wide open field and takes it the rest of the way for a score. An impressive run and a great decision by the freshman quarterback to keep it for himself. Turns it into a big time touchdown run. 28 nothing, Harbor Beach leading Vassar. 7-15 left in the second quarter. And the Pirates bringing out the PAT unit now. Jace Knoblock kicker. Holder would be number 10, freshman Benson Harper. Perhaps the best hands on the team. And it's a wide snap. And he's going to roll to his left and throw this downfield. And it hits the turf. Falls incomplete. Broken point after fails. It's 28-0. Harbor Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans on the WLW Sports Network.
Harvey strikes again for the fourth time this evening. 51-yard drive, taking three minutes and 11 seconds off the clock in six plays. One first down, one for one on third down. And Caden Buchholz, freshman quarterback, breaks out for a 40-yard keeper into the end zone. PAT was no good on a bad snap. Makes it 28-0. Harbor Beach leading faster with 7.15 left in the second quarter. Yeah, Caden Buchholz has just had seven carries, but turned it into 145 total yards on the ground and a couple touchdowns already in this first half. Vassar brings in the kick at the 15-yard line. It fumbles and it bounced off of his knee, and it's recovered by the Harbor Beach Pirates at the 38-yard line. So Harbor Beach fired in all cylinders here on all elements and aspects of the game, even on special teams. And now it's a fumble recovery by the Harbor Beach special teams. Puts them back on offense. Yeah, and like I said, we, we knew Harbor Beach was going to be favored big time in this game, but it, the turnovers can't happen. Those are self-inflicted wounds. It wasn't a big hit. Um, he was going to the ground. Just one hand on the ball is not enough. You have to cover it up with two. That ball gets punched out easily. And when it goes off, when it gets punched out, it hits that driving knee, and he knees it forward towards the Harbor Beach special teams. They recover with ease, and now this high-powered offense that's on a roll comes back on the field looking for their fifth straight touchdown. So from the plus side of the field, from the 38-yard line of Vassar, already leading by 28 points, Caden Buchholz back to pass, and he's in trouble. Flips it out to Shea Woodkey on the safety valve. He has the first down all the way down to the 20, scampering down the field, spinning out of a tackle, and finally brought down at the 12. What could have been a tackle for a loss in a sack ends up in a shuffle pass to Shea Woodkey and all the way down to the 12-yard line for a 26-yard pickup and finally brought down by Vassar's Joe Foligno as well as Chevy Lesko. Yeah, we're seeing it more and been stressing it a lot when you see these teams throw the football. Again, it doesn't matter they're up 20 enough. This team is getting ready to do what they have to do to beat different teams in Division 8 playoffs coming up starting next week. It's a drop back and pass. What I love about it is one of his running backs is Shea Woodkey. He's asked to just slide out to the flats, and when Bukal steps up in the pocket, he's sacked. He's going down. He flips it to the sideline. Nobody there, and Shea Woodkey turns it into a huge game. Troy Wells spins his way all the way down to the end zone for a 14-yard score and breaks out of three tangles in doing so, and it's in for another score for the Harbor Beach Pirates with 6.29 remaining in the second quarter. And the Pirates are now leading by five possessions, 34-0 with 6.29 left in the second. One more point. This one's going to be a running clock situation already in the second. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're doing a great job on all aspects of the game. They look playoff ready. Like I said, ugly, heavy favorites in, in Division 8. They're going to meet them in the district, whether it's the first or second round. Only the, the MHSAA knows, but they're on a collision course for a rematch. Keep in mind, Ubley beat this team 42 to nothing on this field where we're at right now. I'm sure they're looking for revenge, but they will be underdogs in that game. Going for two, trying to make this a 35-plus differential. It's a handoff to Jeremiah Kruger into the end zone. The two-point conversion is good, and it is 36 nothing. Harbor Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans with 629 left in the second quarter of the WLW Sports Network. are firing in all cylinders. That drive was set up on a special teams fumble recovery on the kickoff. 
38 plays, two plays, 38 yards, two plays. And just 46 seconds off the clock results in another eight points, so the two-point conversion was good as well. 36-0, Harbor Beach leading Vassar. Yeah, like I said, they, they've done an excellent job on all sides of the ball. They forced two turnovers already, one on defense, one on special teams. Vassar had a big pass play to start this game. Really nothing else to show for it on offense. Harbor Beach has sheared up the running game. Uh, their offense is clicking in all cylinders and running the football extremely well out of the shotgun is going to be the best thing they have going for moving forward. And the kick is brought in at the 17-yard line, brought in by Logan Stroop. He gets out to about the 21-yard line before he's upended by the special teams. And it's a first and 10 for Vassar. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey on special teams. 624 left in the second quarter. Vassar trailing by 36 points. Yeah, not much not much to say. There's really uh, not much going on for Vassar and Harbor Beach doing as they please. So far on offense, Harbor Beach averaging just over 13 yards per play. Still halfway to go in the second quarter, and Vassar comes out in the spread formation, two wide to the left, excuse me, three wide to the left, one to the right. Trevor, Trevor Gleason, quarterback, in the shotgun, running back to his right. Staying in the pocket, looking back to pass, throws downfield, wide open, under behind the secondary, and is actually through the hands, incomplete, as he got behind the secondary. Pass was intended for number 32, Brayden Rondo, sophomore. And in coverage was Dustin Emmer, kind of lost it in the lights, and actually the receiver as well falls incomplete. That's that's man-to-man -man coverage, Clark, and Troy Wells gets lost. It's Dustin Emmer coming off of his receiver to make a play on the ball. But if you're if you're Trevor Gleason, you have to make that throw down the sideline. It's it's a, a, a the wide receiver in the slot, the second receiver on the left goes right to the sideline and streaks down it, sideline and up. And when he makes that throw, again, Troy Wells gets lost. He is wide open. The ball is thrown late, it is underthrown, and Dustin Emmerich almost picks it off. It's a pitch out to the left side into the hands of Brady Putnam, and he doesn't get very far at all. He gets out to maybe the 21, 22 yard line tackle made by number 32, Jason Oblong for the high reach defense on special on this linebacker core. Gain of a yard, third down in nine from the 22. Yeah, good job there by Jace Kinoblock, stiffing out, stiffing out that run, and he just breaks on the ball quick, and he gets around the right, the last tackle, and into the backfield, makes that tackle before any forward progress is made. Good job by making sure that run doesn't go for any further. 5.39 and counting here in the second quarter. Harbor Beach 36, Vassar nothing. Pirates saw their starting quarterback, two-year play caller, Tan Babcock, go down with an ACL injury last week against the Bad Axe Hatchets. Caden Buchholz has stepped up to the plate as a freshman and has not missed a beat. Vassar in the spread formation. Get a handoff right at the middle to Putnam, and Jace Knoblock cleans him up right away out of the 25-yard line for a gain of three when they need a nine. And the Vassar Vulcans going to have to punt this one away in a fourth and six deep in their own territory. And good job there again by Knoblock. And you see when they put a wide receiver in motion, you see those linebackers shifting over. So Knoblock goes from outside linebacker to middle linebacker. When they run right at him, it's his job one-on-one, -on -one, and he doesn't miss. Makes a nice stop after a short gain. And as you said, with under five minutes to go here in the second quarter, punt unit will come on for Vassar. Deep back for the Harbor Pirates away in the punt would be Jacob Booms and Benson Harbor. As the punt, a little bit better looking, but it still rolls out of bounds inside Vassar territory at about the 45-yard line. 
So that's not going to be about a 20-yard punt when all said and done with 4.34 left into the second half, second quarter, excuse me. So the Pirates start on the plus side of the field, already leading by 36 points, 36-nothing over Vassar. Yeah, very impressive, and, and that, that punter absolutely wants nothing to do with Jacob Booms and Benson Harper back there looking to make a big return. Uh, again, trying to keep it low, trying to get that knuckling, but that time he ankles it too far, and it bounces nicely, but into the, the Harbor Beach sideline, doesn't go very far, and now Harbor Beach's defense wins again, and the offense will come on the field, this time in the T formation. Three men backfield, Caden Buchholz under center at the Vassar 45-yard line. Left right across your radio. Handoff to Troy Wells. Using actually it's Shea, Shea Woodkey out for two yards as our intern gave us the wrong call there. Won't say his name right now, but we'll get there. So 4-18 and counting here in the second quarter. Second down, eight to go. Kendall Lenth is doing a great job tonight, by the way. And uh, Harbor Beach, absolutely no hurry as they lead by 36 points. Hey, good good news is it took till the end of the second quarter That's true. before you get That's it. very true. His first game spotting was an eight-player football. We've added three more players on each side of the ball, and he's doing a great job. He, he, like I said in, in the pregame, came up and helped set up this morning, this afternoon as well. He, Kaden, was, he was almost here this morning. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. Caden Buchholz hands it off this time to Troy Wells. He's out for the running. He's down to the 25, has one man to beat, and he's dragged down at the 16-yard line, brought down by Landon Kleinsmith for the Vassar Vulcan defense as Troy Wells shot out a cannon from the 43 all the way down to the 17. Yeah, Vassar does a fine job taking away option one, but once it gets past that, the defense loses discipline, right? So they their number one goal, stop number five. Shea Woodkey goes through that gap, gets hit by the linebacker immediately, but the play goes to the second guy out of the backfield. Troy Wells, the fullback, goes right up the middle, right by where that linebacker left. There's no other linebackers coming to the football, and it's a foot race right up the middle of the field. And if the, the last man standing, Kleinsmith, doesn't make the tackle, Harbor Beach scores again. Harbor Beach coming out of the wing tee to the right. We're splitting the hash marks. Caden Buchholz under center. Two men in the backfield is a handoff to Troy Wells, finding that right gap, and gets his, lowers the shoulder all the way down to the six-yard line before he is stopped for about a 10-yard gain. Tackle made by Austin Long for the Vassar Vulcans. Clock continues to roll here. They're going to say it's a nine-yard gain, nine to half yards perhaps. And now they're going to signal they're going to measure this one. So with three minutes left, stop the clock. Harbor Beach leading 36-0. Yeah, that, that handoff was a, a little sloppy there. You see a little bit of bobble, the exchange between quarterback and running back Wells. Gonna have to, those little things are going to have to be cleaned up. But nonetheless, it's effective. They get it done. And the offensive line winning in the trenches, allowing any one of these backs to have good success running the football. They single first down, a gain of 10 for Troy Wells. Now the wing tees to the left working off the right hash. Buchholz under center once again. Handoff to Troy Wells and dragging his defender with him sideways and gets out for maybe a yard up to the five. Tackle made by number 51, Logan Chernowski. Defensive tackle, six foot one, 230 pound senior for Vassar. Yeah, so Second that, down, goal to go from the four. You see that wing tee to the left, right? So you take two running backs and put them left to the quarterback. And then you see Benson Harper out there, one on one knowing that if this is a competitive game, a playoff game, you got Benson Harper one-on-one, -on -one, you might as well chalk him up as open and an option to throw to. So, again, Harbor Beach showing these different formations because these are things that they are testing now in live game to see if they can use this in the future, see what kind of leverage it creates them. And, and again, I love when they put these athletes in space. It opens things up and spreads out opposing defenses. And we have a timeout called by Troy Shelke and the Pirates with 2.09 left in the second quarter. 
It's 36 nothing. Hyrule Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans on the WLW Sports Network. Six nothing. Hyrule Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans with 2:09 remaining in the second quarter. Still, Hyrule Beach knocking on the door. A second and goal to go from the four, and it's a Troy Wells handoff, and he's into the end zone on a second and third effort. Touchdown, Hyrule Beach. The senior gets into the end zone for yet another score, and it's now Hyrule Beach 42. Vassar nothing with 2:04 remaining. Still in the second quarter. Impressive night here for the Pirates. Absolutely. They can do whatever they want right now against this faster defense. They just don't have an answer for these uh, different formations. And then when the running game gets going, you see the read option plays. You've seen the passing game. Harbor Beach has opened up their playbook and tried everything to get ready for the playoffs. And it's all worked to a T tonight. They're going to try the PAT once again here. Good snap, much better snap. Jace Knobach's kick is up, and it is through the uprights. The PAT is good. It's now 43-0. Hyrule Beach leading the Vassar Vulcans with 2.04 remaining in the second quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Strikes again, makes it 43-0 over Vassar with 2.04 before the half is over. A two-minute, 30-second drive covering 45 yards and just five plays, two first downs in tow. And Troy Wells runs it in from four yards out. PAT from Knobloch is good. It makes it 43-0. Harbor Beach firing in all cylinders here tonight with just already still two minutes left here in the second. Harbor Beach has only ran five more plays than Vassar, but 200 and. 30 more total yards to go in those, all those plays. Vassar's number 21, Logan Stroop, brings it in and is tackled by number 25, Luke Bisher on Harbor Beach special teams coming up from the JV to play tonight. Minute 56 left in the second quarter. Vassar on offense trailing 43-0 at their own 35-yard line. Yeah, decent return there by Vassar, but with, with two minutes to go uh, against some of the other teams they've played this passing game has the ability to get down the field in a hurry they've had one big pass play and other than that uh, they haven't been able to move the ball at all against this harbor beach defense trips to the left one to the right first and ten minute 56 left in the second quarter gleason staying in the pocket looking downfield to pass throws it right down the middle and it's into the hands of austin long their big tight end wide receiver streaking down the field and he is tripped up at the 18 the 15 yard line as benson harper on the shoestring tackle brings him down and looks like austin long came down a little awkwardly and he is injured still on the ground at the 10 yard line so a nice catch from Austin Long, comes all the way down, and Benson Harbor tracks him down from behind and saves the touchdown with a minute 44 left in the second quarter. Yeah, nice throw by Trevor Gleason. Again, that's the second time that he's connected with an open receiver. There's been a couple open receivers. He's seen quite a few of them. That time, he finally he puts it on the number, and when that happens, good things happen. Austin Long brings it down, and he's able to 
cut out to the right side, the far side of the field, and turn it up. And I thought he was gone. It was a, a heck of a shoestring tackle by Benson Harper to prevent the touchdown. But I don't know how he got him, but it was just enough to trip him up. And uh, like I said, he falls down maybe on the ball, knock the wind out of him. But, yeah, it looks like uh, he's, he's, walk, he's walking off on his own power, which yeah, is good to see. Holding his stomach, which is a telltale sign of getting the wind knocked out of him, coming down right on that football. Heck of a 65-yard catch and run from Austin Long. Puts Vassar in the red zone for the first time tonight. First and goal to go from the 10-yard line, a minute 35 and counting in the second quarter. Trips to the left, one to the right. Gleason in the shotgun as Putnam to his right. Quick pass right down the middle, and it's brought in at the one. He leaps over the end zone. Touchdown, Vassar. The Vulcans find the end zone for the first time tonight. And it's a pass from 10 yards out and brought in by Landon Kleinsmith for the Vassar Vulcans with a minute 22 remaining in the first half. And that's, again, we talked about their passing game. There it was. They, they have the ability. And again, Trevor Gleason stood in the pocket, had a little time, and found his receiver long down the middle of the field. Pretty wide open. Harden Beach in that prevent defense allows that catch to happen. And then Austin Long turns it into a big gain and then sets up a slant yeah, right there at one-on-one, -on -one, cuts in front of the defensive back. Gleason doesn't miss it, and Klein Smith forces his way into the end zone for, Lake, for the faster Vulcans' first score of the night. And the PAT is blocked. Kick was off from number 82, John Wilson, but is blocked by the special teams of Harbor Beach, and it's now 43-6, a 37-point lead for the Pirates with a minute 22 left in the second quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Vassar on the board with a minute 22 left in the second quarter. Gleason hits Kleinsmith with a 10-yard catch in the end zone, set up by a very massive Austin Long 65-yard catch downfield to put him 10 yards out and then they punch it in the very next play. Took 42 seconds off the clock and just two plays on that drive results in a score, the first score of the night for the Vassar Vulcans with a minute 22 left here in the second quarter. Yeah, and when we, uh, we caught wind of some film and kind of checked out some of the stats, that's where they are best. They are a, a shotgun team, a spread team, and they like to throw the football, and they trust their sophomore quarterback, Trevor Gleason, to throw the football. He's been a little careless, a little bit, uh, I don't want to say it, sporadic with his throws. He, he's found the right receiver most of the time, but he's overthrown a couple. It cost him an interception, and, but on that one, he, he hits him right on, and uh, it turns into a big play and a quick touchdown for Vassar. Vassar goes for the onside kick, and it very well may have worked here as it bounced, hit a Harbor Beach player right away, bounced over his head, and looks like Harbor Beach may have jumped on at the very last second at the 45-yard line. Nope, they're saying Vassar ball. Number 56 for the Vassar Vulcans, Joe Felino, the defensive end, right tackle, and a junior recovers it for the Vulcans with a minute 18 left in the first half, and the Vulcans back on offense on the plus side of the field of the 45 of Harbor Reach. You gotta like it, right? I mean, just 
never die attitude. And that's what these these kids do with this coaching staff. And Jim Carlisle has instilled, yes, the game is getting out of hand. But you know what? We're going to do our best. We're going to continue to put in the effort. And they throw the onside kick out there. And it was a great onside kick. It goes right after the guy right in the front. One hop right over his head. The, the bounce kind of shocked him right over his head. And when he turns around, there's two Vassar Vulcans diving on it. And they recover the football here. And they're already in Harbor Beach territory at the 45-yard line. Trips left. One to right. Gleason with a quick pass on the slant. Brought in by Landon Kleinsmith. And he has the first down. And across the 30. And finally brought down to the 29-yard line by Benson Harper. And a quick out for 15, 16 yards on the catch to Kleinsmith. Moves the chains, stops the clock momentarily to move the chains. Minute 11 remaining in the first half. I've reached defense looking for a stop here. Yeah, Vassar, you got to hurry up a little bit here, break the huddle, and get ready to go. Um, a great throw there. Benson Harper with good coverage, but when Kleinsmith runs right at him and plants and cuts, the ball is right there. No chance for a defensive back. Easy throw and catch, and the slant turns into a big game. Bit of a high snap. Kleinsmith throwing downfield with ease, and this one is batted down by... Tipped away from Benson Harper at the four-yard line. Threw into double coverage there. Passes intended for Landon Kleinsmith. And falls incomplete. Stops the clock with 50 seconds left in the second quarter. 43-6, Harbor Beach leading. We know he wants to throw it to Kleinsmith, but he was obviously double-teamed on that play. And the worst thing you can do is if you want to go that way is stare it down because that makes the double-team even easier for Jacob Booms to slide over there and help with the coverage. Good job by Benson Harper to knock that ball down. But if you're Gleason and you know you're going that way, you got to look the other way to try to pull that safety away so it's not such an easy double team. Back to pass. Gleason rolling to his right, throwing downfield. Flag flies in, and it's brought in at the end zone. Looks like his interceptor, you can say, incomplete. Hit the turf. Benson Harper couldn't hang on to it, as well as Jacob Booms. And we have a flag back at the 35-yard line in the backfield. And it looks like it's going to be a chop block called against the Vassar Vulcans. They're looking to the high-reach sideline to see what they'd like to do here. I think I'd accept the penalty and back, I think so this, too. Thing, back this thing up because they, they've shown the ability from right there on the run to throw this ball into the end zone. And I think the further you back them up, the, the more room for error this defense has. Uh, Benson Harper, by the way, while they're calling this play and walking it off, again, double team. He looks to his receiver, Kleinsmith, and nowhere else. It's an easy double team for Booms and Harper. And when you got a jump ball, guess who boxes out the best? Benson Harper, he elevates. And actually, Kleinsmith has to play defensive back on this play. Comes over the top to knock this ball down and to uh, make sure that it's not intercepted. Good, actually, good defense by the offense on that play to make sure Harbor Beach doesn't have their second interception of the evening. Second down and 25 after the 10-yard penalty from the spot. Kleinsmith staying in the pocket, back to pass. Harbor Beach brings the blitz, throws downfield, and this one's intercepted by Dustin Emmerich at the 30-yard line, and he's dragged out of bounds by Logan Stroop out of the 40-yard line. Dustin Emmerich saw that one coming from a mile away, and the turnover goes in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates coming up with a stop with 31 seconds left in the second quarter. Harbor Beach 43, Vassar 6. Vassar throws an interception, their second of the night. Yeah, and sometimes I think these throws are just predetermined way too early by Gleason because when he throws it, there's nobody there uh, but Dustin Emmerich, and, and he picks it off with ease. Two receivers in the area. He throws it to the right in between them, right where Dustin Emmerich is in that zone defense. Uh, he's got to throw it to the underneath guy quicker, or if he's going to throw it deep, then he's 
got to allow that receiver to get up the sideline. He's got to throw it up the sideline where only his receiver can get it. Good job by Dustin Emmerich on defense. Quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz has positive yards, cuts up field, and he's across midfield and into vaster territory and has the first down as well. And finally brought down to the 46-yard line, and he gets out for a 14-yard gain on first and 10. Tackle made by Vassar's Logan Chernowski. And keep moving down the field, first and 10, inside Vassar territory. Yeah, Harbor Beach gets back into their offense there where I, I think they're their best with three receivers, two to the right, one to the left. And you see two running backs keeping Bukalt's company. They run read option. He keeps it for himself. I don't know, you know, in a 43-6 to six game if I want him to keep it every time, but he makes the right read and turns it into another first down. In the pocket, throwing downfield, lets it fly. Looking for Jace Knoblock. This one's underthrown, and it hits out of bounds. And they're going to say, looks like he, Jace Knoblock had to go down to his knees, and knees were on the line. Otherwise, that would have been a catch in the, in the, as the zeros hit the clock. And we've reached the end of the first half with a 43-6, 37-point lead for the home team, the Harbor Beach Pirates. 43-6, Harbor Beach over Vassar after two quarters of play right here on the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. The Harbor Beach Pirates lead 43 to 6 over the Vassar Vulcans. Harbor Beach with 323 yards on just 27 plays in the first half, averaging 12 yards per play. Vassar with 163 yards on 25 plays, averaging 6.5 per play. Now we listen in to the Marching Pirates on the field, small but mighty, out on center field right now.
as we navigate our journey back home, the days can get long and lonely here on the open waters. And what better way to pass the time than with a sea shanty? Conducted by Emma Ramish, here is our final piece of the evening, Wellerman. Marching band of the Harbor Beach Pirates right now on the halftime performance in week number nine as the Pirates lead the Vassar Falcons 43-6 after two cores of play. It's time for a short break and we'll return. We'll have your halftime wrap-up of that first half action right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Harbor Beach 43, Vassar 6. six after two cores of play in the break we've had dave doing some deep breathing exercises so he can be full of fresh air here to get us all through all of these scoring plays dave hansen how much tells how we got to this halftime score of 43 to 6. all right it started early for the harbor beach pirates caden bukholz punches it in on a one yard run the two-point pass would fail with 619 to go in the first quarter harbor beach would be out to a six nothing lead Harbor Beach would intercept a faster pass, and on the very next play, Caden Buchholz would hit Benson Harper on an 18-yard touchdown pass. Jacob Booms runs in the two-point conversion, 5.50 to go in the first quarter. Harbor Beach already up 14 to nothing. Later in the first quarter, Shea Woodkey runs it in on a five-yard run. Caden Buchholz hits Jacob Booms for the two-point conversion, and at the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach leads 22 to nothing. In the second quarter, more Pirates. Caden Buchholz keeps it for himself on a 40-yard touchdown run. The P 
PAT would fail. Harbor Beach pushes their lead 28 to nothing. Six minutes to go in the second quarter. Troy Wells gets in on the action. A 14-yard touchdown run. Kruger runs in the two-point conversion. Harbor Beach stretches their lead 36 to nothing. Later in the second quarter, Troy Wells scores again a four-yard touchdown run. Jace Knoblock would connect on the extra point. And with two minutes to go, Harbor Beach 43 commanding lead over Vassar nothing. But Vassar hits back-to-back pass plays. Gleason to Kleinsmith on a 10-yard touchdown. The PAT would be blocked, and that would be your halftime score. Harbor Beach 43, Vassar 6. Harbor Beach doubling up Vassar's offensive production. On just two more plays of offense, Harbor Beach with 27 plays for 323 yards. Vassar, 25 plays for 163 yards. Two more plays and 160 yards to show for it. Harbor Beach's rushing game, 23 carries, 241 yards, and five scores, averaging 10.5 yards per carry tonight, including a 43-yard long run of the night. Through the air, three of four passing for the freshman quarterback from Caden Buchholz for 82 yards in one score averaging 27 yards per reception. Caden Buchholz, quarterback, also leading the rushing attack for the Pirates with eight carries, 159 yards, and two scores, carrying the ball 35% of the time for the Pirates. Troy Wells, senior, six carries for 59 yards and two scores, carrying the ball 26% of the time. Jacob Booms, three carries for nine yards. Shea Woodkey, four carries for eight yards and a score. And Jeremiah Kruger, two carries for six yards. Receiving the ball, Benson Harper, Two receptions on two targets for 56 yards and a score. Shea Woodkey brought in the other reception for 26 yards. Jace Knoblock, zero receptions on one target. Vassar's offense, nine yards on 12 carries on rushing the ball. Passing the ball, much more successful, seven for 13. And two interceptions for 154 yards in one score. Brady Putnam, 10 carries for 15 yards, Putnam. Uh, carrying the ball 83% of the time for Vassar. Logan Stroop, one carry for two yards. And Trevor Gleason, quarterback, one carry for a loss of eight. Trevor Gleason through the air, 7 of 13, completing 54% of his passes. Two interceptions, though, as well for 154 total yards and one passing touchdown. Landon Kleinsmith, three receptions for 70 yards and a score. Austin Long, one reception for 65 yards. And Braden Rondo, one reception for 17 yards. And Logan Stroop, two receptions for two yards on the night. Vassar's defense, 17 tackles, just yes, one tackle for a loss. Harbor Reach's defensive numbers, though, here, 23 tackles, one tackle for a loss, one sack, two interceptions, one tip pass, and one fumble recovery. And they got a block extra and point. And a block extra well. point as well. So impressive numbers there so far on the Harbor Reach side. Vassar, success through the air. On anything outside of that, not a whole lot, though. Yeah, and really, most of the 163 yards come on two passing plays. They got a 44-yard completion to start the game and then a 65-yard completion late in the first half. You take that 100 yards off, they've only got 60 yards in this Harbor Beach defense. And let's face it, that last pass that come, Harbor Beach is up 43 to nothing. They're in prevent defense, just don't get beat deep. Austin Long beat them mid-range and then was able to turn it into a big gain and then Trevor Gleason shows why they are very hopeful in Vassar for a turnaround in the next couple of years as he throws a strike on the slant in for the touchdown to get him on the board. So you see some signs from their sophomores. They had a couple of them on this team that really look like they could be somebody in the future. But right now, it's Harbor Beach and their future and a couple freshmen help leading the way. On defense, Jacob Boom, Shea Woodkey, Jace Knoblock, and Jax McGlinsky lead the way, all with three tackles. Jax McGlinsky, though, three tackles, including one tackle for a loss and one sack. Jacob Booms brought an interception. Benson Harper had a tip pass as well. 
Troy Wells, Benson Harper, and Seth Nowiski each with two tackles. Four fasters defense, Logan Stroop, Logan Chernowski, and Joe Felino each with three tackles. Chernowski has the one tackle for a loss for a yard. Brady Putnam, two tackles, and then Landon Kleinsmith and uh, Chevy Lesko and German Serta each with one tackle for the Vassar Vulcans. So we're one minute away from starting the second half, Dave. What do we expect to see in the second half here in this week number nine matchup as Hyrule Reach leads by 37 points? It'll be a running clock scenario to start the second half. So time's going to fly off that clock even faster. But really, a lot of things, um, things are looking good for the Hyrule Reach Pirates. They had lost their quarterback last week in week number eight. Bringing a freshman quarterback this year to or this game to start his first start at varsity, and seems to be chugging along well here. Well, you think about the back and look at the Elby Bearcats. They started Evan Bruski as a freshman a couple years ago, and look what that's done for him. Harbor Beach looking for something similar, right? Caden Bukals is going to be your quarterback and going to be for a very long time, and he's showing why. He is he's mobile quarterback. He can make all the throws. He can run the read option. He can make guys miss. He can beat you with some speed. He's game fast, not super fast. Uh, you know, on the tape, but he's game fast and he's willing to run people over. He, they really have a lot of good tools on this team. I don't know if they're quite ready yet to go to that next level. They're good, not great, but trending in that direction. The defense is getting better. So for Harbor Beach, I think it's protect Caden Bukals because there is nobody else to run this offense. I, I don't know who it would be. I don't think the JV, because Caden Bukals was the, was the JV, JV quarterback, quarterback who is no longer there. Um, so they really don't have that guy. It is Caden Bukals. So I think in the second half, you'll see him run the offense. Um, I hopefully he is not running the ball or getting himself in harm's way at all just distributing the offense being the game manager and getting some of these other guys involved because if I have to nitpick the Harbor Beach team outside of Caden Bukals running the football and throwing the football there isn't really anybody else Jacob Booms three carries nine yards Shea Woodkey who is probably their best true running back four carries eight yards just nothing happening Troy Wells had some success late in the second quarter uh, he might be a guy that's going to get some reps but they're still searching for that true lead running back to to get them carry them in games workhorse running back for Vassar they're 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 young they're just learning this offense you're going to see them probably throw it a little more still try to get the running game going because that helps the passing game but you saw there when they get in passing downs, they can beat you. They can beat good defenses, and they made a couple great throws and a couple big plays, and all they want to do is get Trevor Gleason more comfortable throwing the ball. They could be a team to keep an eye on in a year or two. Other area score is Beale City leading Cass City in the second quarter, 21-7. Ubley blanking Reese in the second quarter, 55-0. Valley Lutheran at halftime leading Carroll, 14-0 in Carroll. And Garber leading Lakers, 21-7. It was 14-0. And both teams scoring a touchdown in the second quarter to make it 21-7. Garber over Lakers at half. In eight-player football, Deckerville got out to a 20-8 lead in the second, but Peck scores first in the third quarter to make it a four-point game. Deckerville 20, Peck 16. Update on that game. Peck has now taken the lead 24-20. Oh, wow. So that is... There is five oh, minutes wow. to go in the third quarter. As Vassar goes for the onside kick to start the second half, unsuccessful this time around. Our Beach's number 42, Jeremiah Kruger Jr. brings it in on the 45-yard line. So Harbor Beach with a favorable field position to start this second half. Running clock, 43-6. to six. They lead by 37 points. Left or right across the radio with a 55-yard field in front of them. 
Yeah, so again, for Harbor Beach, you're going to see them uh, continue to, to change formations, but I think you're going to see a lot of running the football, and I, I hope to see a little less Caden Bucalts keep him healthy for this playoff run and work in these other running backs. Handoff to Troy Wells, cutting it outside, runs upfield now. He's right to midfield before he's chopped down after a five-yard gain. Bottom of the pile there would be Brady Putnam for the Vassar defense. Cornerback plays running back senior on this Vassar defense. And for Harbor Beach, that offensive line has got to continue to improve. Uh, they know they're running the football. you still got to be able to create them holes. Nothing there. Troy Wells does a nice job bouncing it to the outside when the lane was taken away and turns it into a nice five-yard gain on first down. Second down, five to go from midfield. Left to right across the radio. Jacob Booms wide right, two wide to the left. That is Benson Harper and Jason Oblock in the slot, running back on either side of Caden Buchholz. And it's a handoff. And they get out for maybe three yards. And make out for a four-yard gain. Troy Wells on the carry. And it's going to bring up a third down in a yard to go as we have official confirmation. Doc Messing had a hot dog at halftime. Good thing, And good things are in store for our reach buyers if that's the case. Yeah, he seemed like he was in a good mood, and rightfully so as his team up 43-6. to Troy Wells there, again, attacking the middle. No need to bounce it out this time. Pushes the pile ahead. Gets four yards, third down, and a short one for the Pirate offense. That goes all the way back to week number two of the 2012 season. Boys, Doc Messing, for whatever reason, every time we saw him was eating a hot dog throughout the entire season. Haven't seen in a few years. Third down and go yard to go from the Vassar 46-yard line. 43-6, Hyper Beach leading Vassar. Caden Buchholz hands it off to Shea Woogie, has the first down, lowers his shoulder, gets all the way out to the 40-yard line before he's upended for a six-yard gain brought down by Ryland Mansueto, a nose guard, six-foot, 200-pound senior for the Vassar defense. Move the chains, third down conversion. Nice run there by Shea Woodkey. He gets it right up the middle. Once he gets between the tackles, he makes a cut to the right. He gets close there. 53 is able to chop him down, but damage already done. Gets three yards before he makes any contact and turns into a nice five, maybe six-yard gain and a first down for the Pirates. First and ten for the Harbor Beach Pirates with nine minutes remaining in the third quarter here. 43-6 over Vassar, leading by 37 points. Caden Bukal screen pass to Benson Harper. He brings it in, he's still on his feet, but he's gonna be chopped down after a three-yard gain. And leading the way was number 26, Braden, Brady Putnam, and Ryan Ryland Mansueto brings him down to finish him off after a three-yard gain. Second down, seven to go. But that's an extension of Harbor Beach's run game, right? Like, just you don't have to throw it downfield every time you throw it. It's a snap and a pivot and a quick pass out to your favorite most athletic receiver in Benson Harper. It's a designated screen pass, and it's okay if it only goes for three yards. The block wasn't there, and he wasn't able to break the Putnam tackle in one-on-one, -on -one, but it's three yards on first down. That's what your ring T teams want to get and you know what if you have to throw that screen pass and get three or four yards that works too but the defense has to acknowledge that you're willing to do that and I think that's another play that's going to work out well for them come playoff time. Two wide to the left one to the right Caden Bukholz in the shotgun and it's going to hand off right up the middle to Troy Wells all the way down to about the 35 yard line gain of two on the play tackle made by Brennan Cribs linebacker for the Vassar Vulcans Third down and manageable, third down and four. And nice power run there by Harbor Beach. But it just it's funny watching the formation. It, the cushion that they are giving Benson Harper that time was almost 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. I, you could have just snapped it and thrown it out to him. He'd have gotten seven yards before the defender could have caught him. But Harbor Beach, again, working on that running game, trying to milk as much clock as possible and uh, showcasing what now Emmerich can do in the backfield. Two wide to the right. Two, excuse me, two wide to the left, one to the right. 
And it's going to be a handoff right up the middle to Shea Woodkey. Caught at the original line of scrimmage. Tries to get something beyond that. Leading the charge, Logan Charnowski for the Vassar defense. Going to be well short of that line to gain, which is all the way out to about the 31 or 30 and a half yard line. It's going to be fourth down, more than two to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Their first fourth down of the evening. Seven minutes left in the third quarter, leading by 37 points. Yeah, but uh, keep in mind, Harbor Beach... Uh, running the football, going to run it early and run it often, keep the clock moving. But this is where they're testing themselves. This is They are better than the Vassar Vulcans, but you have to be able to run on anybody, and the competition's only going to get better. So you have to be able to find out, do you have the ability to run the ball on fourth down and short against any defense? If you can't do it against Vassar, you're not going to be able to do it against Ubley or anybody else you run into in Division Eight. Screen pass to the left side to Jace Knoblock. It went straight through the hands. He's looking upfield before he could bring it in. And it's going to be a turnover on downs, and Vassar gets the ball back at their own 33-yard line, trailing by 37 points with 632 and counting in the third. Uh, Jace Knoblock is not happy with himself. No, he's that not. was a good throw. He, he He's in the slot, and he just drops back a step and then slides to his left, and that throw is right in front of him, right through his out extended hands for him to grab it and look ahead and make a move in whatever direction he wanted. But you got to see it into the hands first. And if he'd have just caught it and kept going to the sideline, he'd have had an easy game, maybe more, enough for a first down. But instead, Harbor Beach, for the first time tonight, won't find the end zone on one of their drives. Six plays, one first down, one for two on third, 0 for one on fourth. Results in a turnover on downs, and Vassar will take over at their own at 33. Less than six to play here in the third quarter. 43-6, to Harbor Beach leading. Gleason looking downfield to pass, and this one is hit immediately as there was contact there. Troy Wells brought it in Logan Stroop. Logan Stroop was bringing in the pass. Troy Wells was there to break it up immediately, and Vols incomplete. Second down and 10. Yeah, one thing Trevor Gleason is going to have to work on in the offseason is he has to trust his, his instincts to look off defenders, right? So you see Logan Stroop come out of the backfield and kind of hide behind the offensive line and slide out for a screen pass as the other receivers run routes deep to try to drag away the defenders. But he stares that running back down the whole time. And Troy Wells just follow the eyes, follow the eyes. When he makes the throw, he's almost there to take the football, makes a big hit and jars that ball loose. No chance of a completion. And Gleason goes for the same action there. And Troy Wells brings down Logan Stroop. Logan Stroop brought this pass in, but after a two-yard gain, there was Troy Wells to bring him down with even more authority that time. Third down, eight to go. Yeah, those are some, some easy shots in. You know what? Troy Wells isn't missing. That's twice Logan Stroop has gotten big hit by Troy Wells, but that's on his quarterback. Whether that play is designed to go to him or not, he's staring him down, and those those linebackers are closing in in a hurry. And when he delivers that football, there is he's lucky to hold on to it. That's how much it's catch football and get hit at the same time. So, so far, two passes, one incomplete, and one completion for two yards is going to bring up third down and a long ways, eight full yards to go for the Vulcans. From the Vassar 35-yard line, right to left cross radio, trips to the left, one to the right. Gleason in the shotgun has a man off of his right hip. Staying in the pocket, looking downfield, throwing downfield, all the way down, and he has this one is brought in in double coverage, and Vols incomplete pass was intended for Landon Kleinsmith down at the 35-yard line. Good coverage there from Jacob Booms as well as Benson Harper, and Vols incomplete. 
Great coverage there from the Harbor Beach defense. Yeah, and again, it, it's predetermined where he's going, right? So he drops back. He's staring out there to his favorite receiver, Kleinsmith. And again, you see Jacob Booms out back there at deep safety. And his job is to watch the quarterback's eyes. And he's able to just drift closer and closer. When that ball gets heaved up there, Jacob Booms is already on that hash looking to take that ball away. The ball was accurate. It had a chance, but lots of arms swatting that ball down between Booms and Harper. They're in great coverage, one below and one on top to knock that ball down. And Vassar calls a timeout with 3.28 remaining here in the third quarter. Facing a fourth down, eight to go. So Dave Hansen, are we seeing Jim Carlisle set up a perhaps a fake punt? It's not really much of a surprise element at this moment, if it is. Or is he just making sure his team is on the same page to get this punt away? Yeah, I think he just wants to get his team under control here a little bit. I, I can't foresee them going for a fake punt. It's tough to do after you call a timeout. But if you're going to go for it, I want, my, I want my athletic quarterback out there. Maybe, you know, he's due to make a really good throw. Um, so far, it's been predetermined, and Harbor Beach has been able to take it away. But we have saw that slant work late in the second quarter. There's some options out there that he made good throws on. So if you're going for it, I would like to see 13 on the field for Vassar making that throw because the punting unit hasn't, very, hasn't been much to see either. 327 left in the third quarter, 43-6. Harbor Beach lead by 37. 21-14, Beale City and Cass City. One possession ball game. Beale City leading by seven points in the fourth quarter. 11-42 left in the fourth quarter, and Beale City leads by just seven points. As Vassar comes out in the punt formation, has two gunners on each side of the line. Deep back, and it is indeed going to be a punt. This one's a much better punt there from Logan Stroop. That looks like one of my drives, and it bounces deep into the 20, all the way inside the 15, and brought down to the 13-yard line by Landon Kleinsmith as they flips the field, and our regionals take over on offense with 3-12 remaining in the third quarter. Please tell, like, me you're like you're, please tell me you're talking like some Tiger Woods video game you dug out uh, of the closet. Every so often, I have a good drive. That happens about once a year. In, you know, the, the mammoth amount of football or golf I play in a year. Yeah, all, yeah, all two rounds a year, yeah, right? Maybe. Maybe. So Vassar holds the ball for three minutes and 20 seconds and results in a punt. That was yeah. good there. I'll give you props for that. Yeah, thank that was, you. Not, that thank was very you. good. Yeah, I keep myself entertained somehow here. <laughs> two minutes and 40 seconds and counting here in the third quarter. That's how we reach back on offense. T formation. Caden Buchholz under center. It's a sweep out and pitch to number two. Jacob Booms has room to run. He has the first down and lowers his shoulder all the way out to the 24-yard line and brought down by Logan Stroop, defensive end for the Vassar Vulcans. And it's going to be a gain of big time, 13 yards on that one, and out for a new set of downs. So we saw last series, Harbor Beach really attacked the middle of the field with Woodkey, and you saw it with Booms. You saw it with Emmerich rotating guys in, attacking the middle. So on first down this time, they stall out the last drive. So the first play they do is instead of attacking the middle, they fake it and pitch one out to two with Jacob Booms. And then it's a race to the sideline. And he's going to win that more often than not and is able to turn it upfield and get a nice 13-yard carry and another first down for Harbor Beach. First and 10 from the 24-yard line. T formation, Caden Buchholz, freshman quarterback, under center. Hands off to his Troy Wells. His fullback, he gets out to the 30-yard line and brought down by Brennan Cripps. And a minute 28 and counting here in the third quarter. Gain of six in the play, second down and four. Nice run there for Harbor Beach. And again, that, if you're going to run the tee, that's what you got to have, right? you got to be able to attack the outside, attack the inside, get different guys in rhythm, and, and get that momentum going. And when you get that fullback dive going and you can get five on first down, it's 
unstoppable then for defenses. Minute and counting here in the third quarter. 43-6, we've had no scoring in this third quarter. Vassar, first, uh, Harbor Beach actually had a turnover on downs, stalled out at the Vassar 33-yard line. And then Vassar came out and did a three-and-out punt. Now Harbor Beach back on offense. Garber 27, Lakers 7. And it's a pitch to Jacob Booms. He has the first down all the way up to the 40 and finally brought down at the 43-yard line as Jacob Booms, a set of wheels on him, finally brought down by Vassar's Ryland Mansueto and moved the chains again for Jacob Booms. And Howard Beach with a fresh set of downs, less than 30 seconds to play here in the third quarter. And Jacob Booms is going to be one of those guys that they're going to have to lean on, right? He's got that extra step, right? That little bit of speed that Harbor Beach needs. And you see him on that right side of the tee follow both of his backs around the left side. One picks up the end, one picks up the linebacker, and then it's a sprint around the sideline. Jacob Booms, another big run and a much-needed run for Harbor Beach to try to figure out who that extra running back is going to be. We've reached the end of the third quarter with a 43-6 ball game in favor of the Harbor Beach. Pirates leading by 37 points at the end of the third quarter. Reach first and 10 from their own 44-yard line. It's a handoff to Jeremiah Kruger. Gets out for four rumbling yards before he's upended out to the 48-yard line. And we have a faster player, a little slow to get up, and it's brought down by number 26, Brady Putnam for the Vassar Vulcans. Second down, six to go for the Harbor Reach Pirates. Yeah, nice job there by Kruger. He's the last guy to get the ball left to right. Between the right, the right guard and the tackle, he slides through the gap and punches it ahead for that three, four yards, which is what that wing tee offense wants every single time on first down. The score we're really looking for out here, folks, is the Memphis Melvindale Business and Technology score. Doug Cole is really wondering. I think Mark McConnell's listening over in Grand Rapids, so we'll stick him on that one to track down that score for us. 11-15 left here in the fourth quarter. Harbor Reach 43. Vassar 6 is a pitch out to number 17 for the Harbor Reach Pirates. That would be Rogan Messing, the freshman, and he gets the first down by a yard and a half. Move the chains for Rogan Messing and the freshman for the Harbor Reach Pirates into Vassar territory, the 44. And in this, you can tell Harbor Beach is having a really good time. They're getting all these guys in. Rogan Messing gets a big, a nice carry there, turns it into a first down. Another freshman for this team. And, you know, the JV team would be called up for the playoff run. So this is great. This is what builds a program and keeps it strong in the future, getting these freshmen some really big looks in a game, in a real live game in the regular season before the playoffs begin. Minute 10, or excuse me, first in 10 from the 44. 10.25 remaining in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach 43, Vassar 6. No score here in the second half thus far. Caden Mukal center, center street to formation for the Pirates in their home black uniforms. And a fumble on the play, and it's going to be scooped up immediately by Vassar's number 74, Ian Stoic. The center and defensive tackle, and it actually scooped it back out. They're going to say... They're going to say he was down as Caden Bukal stripped it away from him. And it was good, would have been gone for six points, but instead it's going to be a turnover and gives the ball back to the Vassar Vulcans at the 45-yard line of their own territory. 
Yeah, like I said, Rogan Messing, a little careless with the football there. Got to have both hands on it, going through that gap, just the left arm covering the ball. And when it, and when those big bodies start swiping at you to take you down, they get a hand, they get their hand on his left hand, and that ball pops free, and Vassar recovers. And fortunate to hold on to it for as long as they did, because Caden Bukals took it right back and was going for a score, but they blew it dead and said the Vassar. Uh, technically defensive lineman with the football forward progress had stopped and Vassar gets offense gets to come on the field so Vassar back on offense first and 10 from their own 46 yard line nine minutes and counting in the fourth quarter Harbor Beach 43 Vassar six and we have a timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates Ron Herbal wants to talk to his defensive unit with 906 remaining in the fourth it's Harbor Beach 43 Vassar six on the WLW Sports Network Meanwhile, back on the ranch, a first and 10 situation for the Vassar Vulcans, and Gleason goes back to pass, and he's hit by Jack Smiglinski, the sophomore, as he was throwing that one down, falls to the ground harmlessly, incomplete, second down and 10 from Vassar's own 46. Yeah, he stepped into the throw and wanted his favorite receiver at the top of the route there, Kleinsmith, but uh, his arm was hit as he threw, deflected down short, falls harmlessly to the ground. But good job by the front four of Harbor Beach to knock that ball down and not allow it to go. Quick pass out into the flats is brought in by number 27. Zach Kleinsmith has the first down. It's be a gain of 11 on the play when they needed 10 for the first down. Tackle made. Brought to, that pass was brought in actually by Austin Long. Excuse me, six foot, 160 pound sophomore. Tackle made by. Number eight, Troy Wells, as well as Dustin Emmerich for the Harbor Beach defense. First and 10 from the Pirate 43-yard line, 37-point differential. Yeah, it's good to see Trevor Gleason you know, look at all of his receivers and make that decision. In Harbor Beach, cheating over towards where Landon Kleinsmith is, number 18, taking him away. He swings back to the left, and who does he find? His fellow sophomore classmate, Austin Long, who just went out into the sideline about seven yards down the field, wide open, easy throw and catch, and then allow him, after the catch, to work his way for a first down. Back to pass, a screen pass to number 21, Logan Stroop. He breaks out of two tackles, breaks out of three tackles, still on his feet, has one man to beat, and he's pushed out of bounds by Rogan Messing at the 25, actually the 28-yard line. Another move the chains play there, a gain of 15 for the hands of Logan Stroop, making things happen there, breaking out tackles left and right, move the chains first and set. Nice play there by Logan Stroop. Uh, that was a screen pass to the right. Three receivers to the right. He's the one closest to the quarterback. You drop back, pivot, throw it to him, and there is black jerseys everywhere. He reverses field, goes back to the left, and turns it into a first down. And if Rogan Messick doesn't push him out, he scores a touchdown. Good individual play there by Stroop on what looked like a loss on the play. Six minutes, 40 seconds and counting. 43-6, to 37-point lead for the Pirates. Vassar looking back to pass in Harbor Beach territory down to the end zone. And this one is brought in by Austin Long inside the five of the three. A big catch, a 25-yard catch into the hands of Austin Long. Puts Vassar knocking on the door, a first and goal from the three. And Dustin Emmerich is in coverage, clearly plays infield on the baseball team because on the outfield, he was looking for an interception and undercut that one. That ball was high, it was thrown up, and he felt he could just cut in front of the receiver 
receiver and pick that ball off. And when he cut in front of the receiver, he undercut the ball too. It sails over his head. And Austin Long's able to make an easy catch and fall down deep in Harbor Beach territory. Over 200 passing yards for Trevor Gleason, the sophomore quarterback. First and goal to go from the three, working out the right hash, rolling to his left, looking back to pass. Throws this one to the end zone, and this one is nearly intercepted by Jacob Booms. A little hit him at his feet. No white jerseys around him as well. Falls incomplete, and now makes a second down goal to go from the three. Yeah, it was way behind Logan Stroop, who was actually open, but he just, when he fired it on the run to his left, he plants and fires, and it's way behind him, and it falls harmlessly between a whole bunch of Harbor Beach defenders. Second down, goal to go from the three. Receiver wide to the right. Gleason in the shotgun. Has number 26, Brady Putnam, off his right hip. Trips to the left, just outside the tackle. Rolling to his right, looking to pass. Throws this one in and shuffle, and it's going to be incomplete. Incomplete as he was actually falling down while he brought that one in and he actually wasn't able to hang on to the pass as well. That would be number... Logan Stroop, the intended receiver, falls incomplete. Third down, goal to go from the three. Yeah, they get Gleason rolling out to the right. They sell the play action, rolls him out to his right this time, and lots of different receivers coming from left to right. One in the back of the end zone, Stroop in the front of the end zone. He was open. The throw was a little low as he dove to the ground to try and catch it. I think even if he catches it, his knees would have him down outside of the end zone. But either way, it falls incomplete. Third down, three, and three yards to go for the end zone for Vassar. Less than 10 on the play clock. There's the snap, looking to his left, looking to pass. Now lets us fly into the corner of the end zone. And this one is brought in, and touchdown, Vassar. Brought in by Austin Long, his favorite receiver of the night. With 4.04, stops the running clock situation. It is now Harbor Beach 43, but Vassar on the board with 12. And now it's a 31-point ball game with a two-point conversion potentially on the way. Nice throw there and patience by Trevor Gleason in the pocket. Doesn't panic when the pressure comes, just slides to his left and avoids the pressure and throws it over the head of Dustin Emmerich, who again kind of undercut that ball. He's got to stay with his receiver and knock it down. He comes closer to the quarterback, thinking he could pick it off. It sails over his head. And uh, Austin Long, long, lanky, big-time, tight-end-style receiver is able to haul it in the back of the end zone and gets Vassar's second score of the night. Going for two. Trying something here, has to let this fly. He's hit while he throws it, and it falls incomplete. And so the score remains Harbor Beach 43, Vassar 12, with 4.04 remaining in the fourth quarter, right here on the W. LW Sports Network. Black, let's go. Let's get a touchdown. First score of the second half in the hands of the Vassar Vulcans with 4.04 remaining in the fourth quarter. They march 54 yards down the field on seven plays, taking five minutes and 56 seconds off the clock. They capped off with a Gleason three-yard catch into the hands of Austin Long. Two-point conversion pass failed, and it's now 43-12, a 31-point lead for the Vassar Vulcans with 4.04 remaining. They've already attempted two onside kicks tonight, recovered one of them. The last one went into the hands of the Harbor Reach Pirates recovery. Uh, there's no way they don't try it again, right? 
And this one's not going to go 10 yards. And it goes about eight and rolls back towards the Vassar Vulcans. That was a, that was a that pretty was close. good onside kick. You, that, that was close. Because that's what you want is you want that thing to bounce and you want it to just get past that 10 yards and, and it spins back towards you. Uh, almost perfect, but comes up just a little short. And uh, that should bring Harbor Beach's offense onto the field. So 404 remains in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach 43, Vassar 12. The Pirates take over at their own, excuse me, at the Vassar 48-yard line on the plus side of the field. As now the most interesting part of the play here is the meteor on table is still up for grabs here. First and 10 from the 48 of Vassar. Caden Mukal's under center for the Pirates. And off to his third option. And gets out to for about a nine-yard gain on the bottom of that pile as a black jersey somewhere. That would be Rogan Messing, the freshman now for a nine-yard gain. Three minutes and 50 seconds and counting. Tackle made by Vassar's Logan Chernowski for the Vulcan defense. Second down, yard to go. And I love that. I love what the coaching staff does, right? You get Rogan Messing in there, a freshman, get him a couple carries. He fumbles on his second attempt. As soon as your offense gets back on the field, you give it right back to him. I love that confidence. That's how you uh, look right past a, a fumble early in your career and turn into a nine-yard gain. Don't be surprised if he gets another carry here. And we have a timeout called by the Vassar Vulcans with 3.28 remaining in the fourth quarter. Vassar called a timeout in the third quarter with... 3.28 left in the third quarter. Now they call timeout with 3.28 left in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. <laughs> remains in the fourth quarter. I will reach 43. Vassar 12 on the board. The only score in the second half comes in the hands of the Vassar Vulcans. Stops the running clock situation here. Now it's a 31-point ball game. Caden Buchholz under center facing a second down a yard. It's a pitch out to Rogan Messing. Cuts up field. Nice move. And gets out all the way across the 35 and finally brought down to the 34-yard line for a nice five-yard pickup for the freshman. Move the chains. Stops the clock momentarily to move the chains. So what I like about that sweep is Caden Buchholz pitches it to the third back to go from right to left around the corner. You see Dustin Emmerich and 42 Jeremiah Kruger leading the way, and they're out there to pick up those defensive backs that are coming to trim down that outside sweep. They pick them up, but Rogan Messing's vision is very good, and instead of running into all that chaos, when he finds an opening, he plants and makes a nice cut that you referred to right up the gut and then turns that into a first down run. Good vision, good plant, cut by the young running back. Caden Bukal surveying the prairie, play clock under 10, and that one's going to be a handoff to number four. Here comes Harbor Beach's Justin Emmerich in for the score. An immediate handoff before the play could even develop, and Dustin Emmerich was off for the running in from 34 yards out, and the Pirates are back on the board. And now it's 49 to 12, back out to a 37-point differential. 2.47 remaining in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he got, quarterback Bukholz gets the ball and turns around, and it looked like a little bit of a disaster. He doesn't really step away from the center at all. The center gets pushed back into him. But when when Emmerich, when Emmerich gets the ball, he just explodes through the line of scrimmage, and there is no Vassar Vulcans anywhere, and it's a foot race that that Emmerich wins and scores on a big-time run, and Harbor Beach gets that running clock back on. 
So back out to 37. New quarterback for the Harbor Beach Pirates is the third string, Dylan Arts, a sophomore. Going for the two-point conversion. Play clock under five. There's the snap. It's going to be quarterback keeper. He has it in. He's in for the two-point conversion. Dylan Arts makes this a 39-point lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates, 51-12, with 2.47 left in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the W Sports Network. on just three plays on 48 yards and about a minute 17 off the clock. Puts the Pirates on the board for the first time in the second half and puts it back to a running clock situation. Pirates leading by 39 points, 51 to 12 with 247 left. Yeah, just a nice drive by a lot of the underclassmen there. Caden Buchholz running the offense, but you're seeing Dustin Emmerich get in there, Rogan messing, get some carries. And these are guys in the future that could be lead ball carriers and, and be quite real. Harbor Beach, outside of Shea Woodkey, hasn't had a ton of success running the football with true running backs, whether it's been the T or out of that read option. So all these guys are showcasing some opportunities to get some carries. Maybe not this year, but as early as next year. New kicker for the Harbor Beach Pirates, that's number 41, Jacob Lopez. Four exchange student here for the Harbor Beach Pirates this season. And it's a high kick comes in at about the 23-yard line, and he slipped on it. That was German Serta. Slipped as Susie brought it in, so he is down at the 23-yard line. 2.39, and counting here in the fourth quarter. Vassar back at offense. Yeah, nice kick there um, by the foreign exchange student. And again, the secondary or the, the deep return men for Vassar, he's able to haul it in. But as soon as he catches that football, his knee comes down to the ground. He makes contact. He's done right there. And he's down as this clock begins to run now with this running clock situation. Jacob Lopez, foreign exchange student from Spain. First and 10 from the 23 for Vassar. Two wide each way. Trevor Gleason, sophomore quarterback, has... Brady Putnam to his left. Two minutes and counting. From their own 23, left right across the radio. Howard Reach 51, Vassar 12. Back to pass, throwing downfield to the near sideline, and this one's going to be out of bounds, thrown, pushed out of wide. Intended for number 18, Landon Kleinsmith falls incomplete. Clock keeps rolling here due to the 39-point differential. Second down, 10 to go from the 23. And no chance for a catch there. It's, it's tight coverage for Benson Harper uh, on their favorite receiver, Landon Kleinsmith. But e even if uh, that ball was, throw it was thrown out of bounds, no chance to catch it. But again, good coverage there by Harbor Beach as that ball falls harmlessly to the ground. Peck scores in the fourth quarter to retake the lead over Deckerville. 32-26 to 26. Peck over Deckerville now late in the fourth. Deckerville had the lead and on the thrown three or on the three-yard line going to score, that drive was stalled out. Peck able to take it down the field and, uh, and turn that into points to take the lead late in that yeah. Vassar completes a screen pass to Landon Kleinsmith. He gets out to the 31-yard line for a gain of eight on the play. Short of the first down marker, third down, two yards to go. Not much room there. They throw that screen pass, this time well covered by Harbor Beach, not allowing the reversal of fields to swarm to the football and make, a, make that tackle just allowing a short game. Tackle made by number 80, Skyler Cruz, a freshman on JV, moved up in this fifth quarter of action. Third down, two yards to go, two wide each way for 
Trevor Gleason and the Vassar Vulcans. It's a screen pass out to Austin Long. He has that one complete, has the first down, a gain of four. Out to the 35-yard line, tackle made by Troy Wells, outside linebacker, senior for Hover Beach. Move the chains, 24 seconds and counting. Very well, if it could have seen the last play of the game. I think Vassar's going to hurry up to the line and try to get one more play in, but uh, back-to-back screen passes, one to the right, one to the left. They're able to get a few yards and enough to manufacture a uh, first down, but not much more than that. Nine seconds left. Master will try one more play here in it during regulation. Two wide each way. Screen pass over to the near sideline, and it is dropped. And that is your ball game. The Harbor Beach Pirates complete the regular season with just one blemish on their record, and they take out the Vassar Vulcans 51-12 over the opposing orange and black team from Tuscola County. Harbor Beach 51, Vassar 12. The Pirates complete the regular season with an 8-1 record and now move on to the postseason. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We'll return for your whole post-game wrap-up to wrap this whole thing up from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. Final score, Harbor Beach 51, Vassar 12 in week number nine. Michigan 52 to 12. We'll wrap this thing up 51 to 12. Excuse me, Dave Hansen. Watch tell us our scoring plays from the get go, and we'll get out of here. Harbor Beach would score first on a Caden Buchholz one yard touchdown run. The two point pass would fail. Harbor Beach leads early six to nothing. Shortly thereafter, the first play for Vassar was an interception. The very next play, Caden Buchholz hits Benson Harper on an 18-yard touchdown pass. Jacob Booms would run in the two-point conversion with 5.50 to go in the first quarter. Harbor Beach leads 14 to nothing. Still in the first quarter, Harbor Beach scores a third time. Shea Woodkey on a five-yard run. Buchholz hits Booms on a two-point conversion pass. And at the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach leads Vassar 22 to nothing. In the second quarter, more pirate offense. Buchholz on a 40-yard touchdown run. The PAT would fail. Harbor Beach leads 28 to nothing with six minutes to go still in the second quarter Troy Wells gets in on the scoring action he gets a 14-yard touchdown run Jeremiah Kruger with a two-point conversion run would extend Harbor Beach's lead 36 to nothing still in the second quarter Harbor Beach scores again another Troy Wells four-yard touchdown run Jace Kinoblock tacks on the PAT and with two minutes to go Harbor Beach leads 43 to nothing Vassar though would have would score on just two plays ending with a Gleason 10-yard touchdown pass to Kleinsmith. The PAT was blocked, and at the half, Harbor Beach leads 43-6. No scoring in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, Gleason would hit long on a three-yard touchdown pass. The two-point conversion fails. Harbor Beach would lead 43-12 with four minutes to go. Still in the fourth quarter, Dustin Emmerich escapes on a 34-yard touchdown run. Dylan Arntz tax on the two-point conversion, and Harbor Beach would defeat the Vassar Falcons by a score of 51-12. to 12. Harbor Beach would end up with 437 yards in offense on 42 plays. That is three more plays run than the Vassar Falcons and 206 more yards to show for it. Rushing the ball, 37 carries for 352 yards and one, excuse me, and six rushing touchdowns, one fumble as well. 
The Pirates averaged nine and a half yards per carry when rushing the ball through the air. Caden Buchholz, freshman quarterback, four for five for 85 yards and a score averaging 21 yards per completion. Caden Buchholz also led the Pirates in rushing, eight carries, 159 yards. Troy Wells, 10 carries for 76 yards. Each of those each had two touchdowns. Jacob Booms, Dustin Emmerich. Who had five carries and 36 yards. Emmerich, one carry for 34 yards and a score. Rogan Messing, four carries for 22 yards. And Shea Woodkey, six carries for 15 yards. Excuse me, Rogan Messing had a fumble. Shea Woodkey, six carries for 15 yards and the other score. Benson Harbor would bring in three receptions for 59 yards and a score. Shea Woodkey, one reception for 26 yards. And on the faster side, 231 yards altogether for 39 plays. Two touchdowns with two turnovers as well. Nine yards on 12 carries for the faster defense offense on rushing the ball, 14 to 27 for 222 yards and two interceptions, two touchdowns as well. Trevor Gleason, 222 yards through the air, going 108 of those to Austin Long and five receptions and one score. Lennon Kleinsmith, four receptions for 78 yards and the other score. Logan Stroop brought in four catches for 19 yards, and Braden Rondo, one reception for 17 yards. Yeah, so for Vassar, I mean, obviously 222 yards passing is a good number. 14 to 27 passing is pretty good. Two touchdowns is pretty good. The two interceptions can't happen. But I saw a lot of signs of good things for Vassar. I think it's a team that competed for all four quarters. I think Trevor Gleason as a sophomore, uh, his favorite receiver tonight was Austin Long. Five catches on five targets for 100 yards and a score. Uh, there, Landon Kleinsmith, just a junior, his other favorite receiver, he was targeted nine times, only caught four of them but 78 yards and a touchdown there are some guys on this Vassar team that will be back next year and even the year after I think this is a team that could compete in the greater thumb west moving forward and as for the Harbor Beach Pirates this team is only scratching the surface and what they're capable of now some of that ceiling might be limited because we're talking about a lot of freshmen impacting football games and veteran teams could take advantage of that but um, I remember um, Ubley saying after the game here where they beat Harbor Beach 42 to nothing saying that we tried to expose the freshmen we tried to take advantage we ran at them I don't know if you want to do that anymore guys like Caden Buchholz has completely evolved how he plays especially on the defensive side the the linebacking core is much better the return of Levi Klasky adds depth to the line and all of a sudden I think this team is playing its best football now and who would have thought that if you told me Tanton Babcock was going to go down last week but this team has settled in nicely, recovered nicely, and Caden Buchholz has continued of what they were trying to do and taking it to another level. He has done an excellent job filling in, and Harbor Beach has looks like a one of the very, very few teams that may potentially give Ubley a small headache. Right, right now, we're seeing teams all around Division Eight collapse. We just saw Cass City go a one-score game with Beale City. I, I mean, good for Cass City, but that makes Ubley, got to make Ubley fans happy. Beale City doesn't appear to be as great as they once were, at least not this year. Uh, now, there's a lot to come out of that game yet, but that's great for our here Thumb area teams that Cass City went over to Beale City and made that a one-score game, competed for all four quarters. Uh, so some good things coming for our teams, and I'm really excited for Sunday's uh, who's going to play who in that first round. And Dave Hansen, who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? Uh, freshman Caden Buchholz, uh, all over the place. He only needed eight carries to get 159 yards to score twice. He was four of five passing for another 85 yards and a score. Uh, so he was by far the, the most exciting player on the field for either team and was outstanding. Again, running this offense in his first start. Nice that it was at home and made Vassar pay. 
And congratulations to Doug Cole, who gets his first victory on the season in the meter round table. He took Vassar, uh, excuse me, Harbor Beach to win by 36 points, 42 to 6. It was a 39-point differential, so Doug Cole gets his first victory of the season. And he said in his prediction he has to win out, and it starts tonight, and he's got step one done on the books. So now Dan Banky has three, Dave Hansen has five, Paul Adams the only one to be winless on the season. So Dave Hansen, now on to the postseason. MHSA playoffs selection Sunday on Sunday, this Sunday at 7 p.m. on Valley Sports or whatever it will be called by next season. And certainly the road to Ford Field is an exciting one. It always is. And uh, like I said, we uh, first of all, I'd like to start with all of our greater thumb and our and our eight player teams. We wish them all the best of luck rooting for all of them that, and let the best man win. And uh, we'll have our eyes on somebody yet. We're not sure who it will be, but we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we can. So Dave Hansen, great job tonight. And we'll see you in the postseason. You betcha. Looking forward to it. Tonight's game was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services. Dia Services of Cassidy, Conic Radiator, and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainy Hunting Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, here on Auto Parts Countryside Transportation. Here on Harbor Beach, True Value, Albert Insurance Agency. All season sales and service. Harbor Beach Community Schools, Insure Health, Better Health, Better Life. Are you sure? Beale City takes out Harbor or Kansas City 27-14. Ubley over Reese 69-6. Valley Lutheran over Carrow 26-14. Garber over Lakers last we heard 34-14. And now they're head to overtime between Peck and Deckerville tied at 32 apiece. On behalf of our entire broadcast team, Doug Cole, Kendall Anthus, Dave Hansen, and I'm Clark Ramsey, your producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. It was a big win for the Reach Pirates at home, taking out the Vassar Vulcans by 39 points. 51 to 12, your final, and now the Pirates move on to the postseason. Good luck to all of our area teams. We'll let you know where we'll be next Friday after Sunday at 7 p.m. Good night, folks. Welcome to the postseason. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.